Uh, hey guys, it's uh, it's Brutes doing a <clears throat> doing an ad read here at the top. Um, I am hungover. Um, this is kind of like at the beginning of the Hangover, when like at the beginning of the Hangover is the is the end of the Hangover, like the movie The Hangover. You know, the Todd Phillips two thousand nine great flick, Bradley Cooper. You'll love it. Um, where you know, Bradley Cooper at the beginning of the movie is just kind of standing there, like, everything looks like shit, sounds like shit. You know, I'm hungover as a result of the episode you're about to listen to. Uh, so this is kind of like a nice window into, um, you know, wow, they must have had fun recording the podcast last night. And we, and we did. Uh, this is a fun one this week. Um, I feel like it's pretty obvious maybe what we're doing this week, too, by the title of this episode. So, uh... Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, you know, we, we decided not to do a uh, just a regular Newsweek episode to end the season. It just seemed like a boring way to do it because, uh, I don't know, hockey hasn't been that fun lately. So uh, we just, let's let's make it fun. Let's make it interesting. So hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Uh, oh yeah, right, the ad. Uh, well, speaking of the episode, it is sponsored by Smoke and Mirrors Media, which is a creative media production company specializing in photography and videography. Their services provide creative content for clients that offer extraordinary advertising and exposure opportunities that will help any size and type of business stand out from the competition. Whether you're a struggling artist with a small budget or a successful business with some extra cash, Smoke and Mirrors can take your venture to the next level. Professional photography offers your websites, brochures, and social media outlets the opportunity to shine, while professional videography creates an opportunity to allow potential customers and clients to get an in-depth look into your unique venture. Ooh. Smoke and Mirrors doesn't just deal with commercial shoots, but also private accounts as well. Wedding and engagement photos, family portraits, and even more can be available through Smoke and Mirrors. And nobody, I repeat, nobody does it better. Visit smokeandmirrorsmedia.ca for more information and follow at smokeandmirrors.media on Instagram. And get your get your shoot planned today. Get get Mike in there, get him to uh, get him to get you going, you know. So um Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, we may as well just start the episode. Yeah, that's good. All right. Cool. Man, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Check it out. Wow, Kenny Rogers Roasters finally open. Hey, look at the size of that neon chicken on the roof. Rogers can't sell chicken around here. We got chicken places on every block. He is the gambler. Well, look, uh, let's get something to eat. There's a red lobster nearby. My treat. Maybe some other time. Shooter. I thought we were going to be friends. Oh, we're friends. We are. I just got to go. Okay, well, I'll be at the Red Lobster in case you change your mind, shooter. God bless. Applebee's has rats. I found a whole rat in my cop salad. Did somebody say baby back ribs? Hmm? Hmm? I don't think Christian has time for that. I have time. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back. I want my baby back, baby back. Hello. And welcome to the season finale of Laced Up, a Garments podcast. This fucking guy again. Today is the 8th of August, 2021, and I am your steadfast host, James 
Cole. With me, as always, is the man who has counted more threads than a Vera Wang comforter, Buttons Bedazlia. Uh, Buttons, it has been a riveting season. How will you best remember it? This, uh, 1800s, uh, character that you seem to have honed, I guess, would be maybe the, the, the most memorable thing. More sure. of a 1920s spinster, I feel. Is that what you think it is? That's what I was going for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't recognize your 1920s spinster. Uh, I'm, I'm going for a, a 2020s uh, podcast host vibe, more so on my end. Oh, so uh, just depressed, lonely. Uh, well, yeah, I guess <laughs> not. Not today. We're not doing that today. But yeah, most weeks, I think. Have you have you heard the news of the league? So yeah, mm-hmm. usually I think that's the the bit. But yeah, no, I am. I'm buttons. Sure, what the hell? Buttons. What buttons? One more time. Um, as 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 we conclude the third season, I gotta say the the buttons bedazzlia mm-hmm. uh, trope. I, probably one of the better jokes that we've had. I think. That that one's good. That one had a, a lasting impact. I feel. Yeah, it was my name on Twitter for like yeah. a week and a half. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, well, I thought it worked I can, well. I can change it again. I think it's maybe brutes right now. Literally, the word maybe and then brutes. That's an iPhone thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, there's some sort of an update in the last few years. Like if someone will text you and be like, "Hey, it's Carl." Uh, your phone will pop up and be like, maybe Carl? Might be. Yeah, and like Could even be? like, even it's it's actually smart, because it'll be like, hey, it's Carl from uh, dinner last night. And that's what it'll be like. It'll be like, Carl from dinner last night? Question <laughs> mark? Like, yeah, okay, I remember Carl, yeah. And it kind of jogs your memory real quick, so. It's an iPhone thing. Um. So, yeah, obviously this is uh, not a garments podcast but it's not really going to be a hockey podcast either no fuck no. that it's the no. season finale uh we've been through hell we're gonna talk about food tonight we're more, gonna talk about some food anything. fuck yeah, it really well 50 yeah. 50 but yeah, yeah um six dozen yeah i don't know we're, we're we're gonna wrap things up and and there's nothing new to talk about because it's all been talked about and yeah. we don't want to like this league fucking sucks off ice like, I don't want to yeah. deal with any more of this shit, so we yeah. thought we'd have some fun. Well, what the hell were we going to do? We're yeah. going to come on here and talk about fucking Evander Kane for 40 minutes or something like that? It's Darnell like, Nurse. What, what, yeah, like, what the hell is there to say that... John Tortorella? Um, okay, so Evander Kane, a bad man. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, Darnell Nurse, a bad defenseman. Certainly. On a bad con- well, no, he's a good defenseman, but on a bad contract. And... Uh, what was the third thing? John Tortorella, a bad TV personality. So, there you go. Those are my thoughts. Okay. I think he was okay on TSN. It's just like he, he didn't really want to contribute. But, like, ESPN, I think, is going to be less gimmicky by the sounds of things. So, I don't know. It might work. It might not. Mm. I don't know. Okay. It's fine. Okay. I think that was about it. Thomas Tatar, New Jersey. I like it. Ah, uh, Tatar. I like that a lot. You? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to think about New Jersey. It's a lot of question marks. Yeah. Because even, like, they're only... Other than Hamilton, I guess. Like, the only thing you know for sure about New Jersey, or used to know for sure, is like, well, they got Nico Heischer, and he's fucking, like, as sure as sure gets, right? Nico Heischer played, like, fucking 20 minutes last season. Like, you know, like, that's not good either, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope he's healthy. I hope Jack Hughes has a breakout season, because he's cool. But, uh, we'll see. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah, we're all caught up. It was a good week. We're all caught up. All right. What we're, we're going to do instead 
for the season finale mm-hmm. because we're here. We're, we're 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 already into it now. It's, we can't turn back, so to speak. My steadfast associate. We've we've come up with a little little gimmick, you could call it, where um, you and I like to talk about food once in a while on the podcast. You know, mm-hmm. uh, entrees we enjoy, snacks that maybe we would would have after a few brewskis. I would I would say that like going out for dinner is one of my favorite things in life. Really? I love I love it. I would do it every night if it weren't expensive and I mean I do enjoy cooking for myself too, so you know. But I would legitimately go out every single night if it if it were feasible. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'd love it. Um Well, we're going to assign each NHL team Mm -hmm. to a corresponding restaurant chain. I'm so excited for this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. You have no idea. This is what I look forward to all week. This is great. So we're going to go through all 32 because we got 32 now. Welcome, Seattle. Uh, You're you're not exempt from, from these activities no longer. And and we're gonna uh, we're gonna assign a different restaurant franchise to each one, and uh, we're we're gonna have some 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 interesting you know you know ideas about about why they they make sense. We're also gonna be drinking the whole time, yeah. so this should get pretty fucked up as we go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna go in order of the uh, standings from last season mm-hmm. in reverse. Um, I had the first overall pick for restaurants. How yep. we did this was we, we went back and forth drafting restaurant chains and we split up the conferences. So so Brutes had the West and I had the East. And um, and we're going to go backwards from standings and because we're doing it this way uh, you get to go first because mm-hmm. Seattle uh, technically did not win a single point yeah. last season. No, so, they were the worst team in the league last year. Uh, but well, they were also the best team in the league, I guess, in a sense. But um, yeah, no. Uh, so Seattle, like, they're look, they're our new friends. They're coming aboard here. They're you know not not people don't know a lot about them. Um, the Seattle Kraken are Del Taco, and here's why. <laughs> I love this. Um, Del Taco is 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 good. People, people like Del Taco. I've never been. But, you know, Del Taco's one of those places where it's like, yeah, no, let's go to Del Taco. And then you walk in and it's like, yeah, the menu's confusing, kind of, eh? It's just like, this menu's like kind of all over the place. I don't really know what half of this stuff is. It's kind of hard to read, even. Like, it's just, I don't really know if it, if it, if it's what it's supposed to be, basically. And then, you know, like, you still keep going there. It's kind of one of those things. It's trying to be trendy. It's trying to be this new sort of fun, like, restaurant. And, and that's what Seattle is. Del Taco is the Seattle Kraken because uh, I look at the menu and I'm not sure what the hell it's supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never been. Uh, I've Seattle been to, or Del Taco. I've been to, true, I've always wanted to go to Seattle. Nah, we're going. Seattle seems really cool. We should do a, a a live episode from Seattle for the newest franchise sometime during their inaugural season. If, yeah, if they're looking for an With official the podcast of the... And... Well, whatever. 
I like I well no I don't know. Um, I want to go to Seattle. I've been to Del Taco. I've been to Del Taco uh, in Edmonton, and I've been to Del Taco in Minneapolis, I believe. And it's 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 good. It's good food. But like I said, I you kind of you kind of look at the menu and it's like, it's just it's hard to read. It's the same thing as the Kraken's roster. It came out and it's just like, what the hell is this? Like, what is the what are they doing? What was the purpose? And it's like, no, I think they're trying to do something big, and then the big thing never really happened. Hmm. Del Taco's fine. It's just there's nothing that really blows you away there. Okay, that's what it is. Okay. And it's reasonably priced, I would say. Uh, n- now for the real team that finished last. Oh, okay. Thirty uh, first out of thirty one. Sure teams that played last year. Buffalo Sabres. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. It's KFC. <laughs> oh, no. Why? Because they have a lot of money, but they still suck? No, Buffalo Chicken Wings. <laughs> what are we talking about? Buffalo Chicken Wings. No, I don't know. Everyone hates them. But once in a while... They'll drag you back into believing that they like maybe they got their shit together, yeah. and then you go and it's like, oh yeah, the only thing that's still okay with no, this menu right. is the coleslaw. Oh my god, yeah, because it's every time you drive by, it's like holy shit, oh, it wow. smells so good. Yeah, man, maybe tonight's the night we should have KFC because every like I feel like everyone growing up had KFC every six months. You know what I mean? At that and you, one family barbecue, you fall into the yeah. trap every time, being like, yes, and uh, the answer is no. It's never yes. Also, they should probably just be permanently shut down now by some sort of governing body because it's just been that bad for that oh long. My God. So, but no, Buffalo Chicken Wings. Do you think like what like do you think it's just because they got too too big too quick or something with KFC and then it, they just kind of mailed it in on the quality? Is that kind of what happened there or what? Because like I, I sort of remember it being good when I was a kid, but maybe that's because I didn't know the difference, you know. I think that they got to a point with, like, they, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time where, like, they had a lot of business, a lot of demand, and then someone was like, hey, by the way, uh, we can grow chickens that don't have, like, organs. <laughs> and they were like, yes. So, medi- so just medical science went yeah. too far is what you're saying. And it, and it was at the perfect storm of KFC being like, we could really use more chicken. And someone said, I can have a whole chicken to you. I can have an adult chicken to you in six months and they went well that's that's pretty fucking crazy because it usually takes a couple of years that's right yeah so hey here's Jack Eichel he'll make you a Stanley Cup winner in six months okay that's not right didn't happen yeah let me ask you something who because you remember the whole ad campaign that KFC had years ago up until recently actually where they had a bunch of different actors play Colonel Sanders do you remember that kind of there was 20 of them 20. So I don't expect you to remember all of them, but who would be your Colonel Sanders? Like, do you do you remember any of them being like... Because I have my... I know my answer right away, but I'm curious like, yours. I don't have an actor. Like, uh, to me, it was just like, it was Colonel Sanders. But do you... <laughs> couldn't, it just couldn't buy that there was some Couldn't separate it. the fact. It's like, um... It's like the Bud Light can from the playoffs. There's there's no one in that right. can. That's, that's okay. a real entity. It's like Gritty. When Gritty was charged, you know, like, they charged Gritty. They didn't charge the guy inside Gritty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Like, I've never questioned for a second that there isn't a guy inside Gritty. Like, Gritty is... Gritty is... 
a real living mm-hmm. thing. Might have been Jacob Voracek. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. My answer uh, is Norm Macdonald is is uh, is Colonel Sanders I don't to me. That at all. No, no, oh, it was the best one. Because the interesting thing too was like they had some like unconventional choices, like like George Hamilton uh, was was you know like. Uh, like uh, obvious ones, like Daryl Hammond was one of them, but like the weirdest one was Reba McIntyre, was Colonel Sanders in one of the commercials. Sure, she's the first female Colonel Sanders, and they made a big deal out of that. And I'm like, there is no female Colonel Sanders. There can be a female Santa if you want. There isn't. There can't be a female Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders is a guy. You're right. He's a real life entity. Mm. Now, could you have a transgender Colonel Sanders? Hmm. It's an interesting philosophical debate that we're having right now about about the the face of what might be the worst fucking fast food restaurant in existence. Uh, the the face of what was probably a very racist white dude from the nineteen fifties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the way that fucking guy dressed. Oh yeah, yeah. I've wow. seen Django. I know what Wild. was going on. Wild. Um, Anaheim is my next team. Uh, Anaheim is White Castle for the simple reason that. Uh, White Castle is open late and Anaheim is on TV fucking late all the time and it's like well I'm hungry I want to watch hockey I guess I'm watching White Castle on TV right now like you know what I mean and like, I mean I guess everyone wants to go to Anaheim well <laughs> that's right <laughs> you kind of just end up in Anaheim because you took the wrong freeway like <laughs> I I think with White Castle too it's like this is like like as much as Anaheim is bad right now. Like White Castle is a solid fast food restaurant. Never been. It, it's good. I'm over two on the restaurants that you've no, been, it's, been to. It's perfectly solid. Um, but here's what I would say about it: is that I do think sometimes people think that White Castle's better than White Castle actually is, and I think often. That happened with the Ducks when they had Bruce Boutreau and Getzlaff and Perry. And it was like, yeah, this team's going to win the Cup. And it's like, you look at their depth and it's like, I don't fucking think so, my guy. And they would lose in the second to third round every year. Anaheim's White Castle. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with being White Castle. There's nothing wrong with going to Anaheim. Hmm. Supposedly. In theory. If I ever get to one, I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. Either I, or, Anaheim or White Castle. Yeah. In all sincerity, next time you're in the States, if you are looking for some fast food, they, they're perfect for, it's like 1.30, we've been shopping all day, I'm hungry, but we're going for dinner at like 5.30, what do we do? Get a couple sliders from White Castle. Now, do they have That's one in, in Duluth? Because I remember they, they never used to. I don't know if they have one in Duluth. Though. Actually, the one that I've been to... Uh, several times is in Stillwater, Minnesota. So there is one close to Duluth, but I don't know if there's actually one in Duluth. Stillwater. Yeah. I've honestly, man, I've never spent a night in Duluth in my life. Like, like I realized that I've never, I've never just gone to Duluth. Really? I passed through Duluth, or like on the way home, like you never just had to stay in Duluth because you're on the road too long. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think that's been more my 
my thing. I've been coming home from somewhere, yeah. and it's like I'm not driving the, ne- the next four hours in the dark on that one-way highway. See, I've never been to Chicago. I feel like if I ever went to Chicago, that would be something I would do is stay a night in Duluth kind of thing. But, like, any time I go to Minneapolis, we just do the fucking drive. Oh, for sure. Minne- yeah, and I don't, I don't, as we'll find out later, I don't really care for Minneapolis. So I don't go there all that often. Interesting. But... You, got, you got the wild in the west? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I got some thoughts on the wild. What do I got next year? What do I got? I, I got yeah. I got New Jersey. Okay. Okay. Uh, fuck. This is awesome. It's all good. I'm just gonna keep saying. That. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, they are though. Where else are you gonna go if we get the Gabagool? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and that's perfect because it's Italian, but it's 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 not, it's not real Italian. <laughs> like, It's like, it's Italian adjacent. It's like, yeah, no, I get you're Italian, but it just, it's not quite right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's bang on. <laughs> Thank you. You an Olive Garden guy? Love it. I had never gone yeah. till I was about 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a snowstorm experience in Minneapolis in which we couldn't leave uh, the day we wanted to, and we... And my friends were kind of like, well, what are we going to do for dinner? And I was like, well, there's an Olive Garden down the street. And I said, well, I've never been there. So they said, okay, we're going to Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I got there. And they give you free uh, free salad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, those breadsticks. Mm-hmm. And I ate all of that. And then I got the Tour of Italy, which is a, a lasagna, a chicken parm, and a fettuccine alfredo all in one dish. I ate the whole fucking thing. I have gone back to Olive Garden um, on multiple occasions. I can't even come close to putting the same dent in that in that meal. I don't know what it was about that first time, but like the devils, they they trap you. Right. <laughs> I think. You no, know, that that is a perfect one because, like, like to your point too, like trapping people. I think maybe the smartest man in Winnipeg is the guy that owns the Olive Garden. Because it is across the street from the mall, and it is so across the street that that whole area is kind of hard to get around. Like, it's it's just, traffic-wise, it's a bitch around Polo Park, right? And, uh, Polo Park? Or is that Duluth? Polo Park's Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, traffic's a bitch there, but... To get from the mall to Olive Garden, it's almost easier to go straight through that intersection when you're coming from the mall instead of trying to turn left and fucking figure out that mess on Portage there. So, it's kind of like, well, if you're going for dinner and you kind of see Olive Garden there, it's like... I've only been there... I've been to that Olive Garden two or three times and it's almost out of convenience every time. I'm never the guy being like, man, let's go to Olive Garden tonight. I'll do that to appease whoever I'm with. Because I don't like Olive Garden, but uh, when we go to Winnipeg too with Jared, I won't. I won't allow it because he just—he'll eat too much. I can't let him do that. He wants to go every time, and I make him go to Earl's. Hmm. Which no one took Earl's. Earl's was on my short list, hmm. uh, but because I moved around a couple teams, I didn't end up taking Earl's. Earl's was at the front of my list, but I didn't have the Western teams, so. I... <laughs> Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I've got a few teams where you had to pick a good restaurant, like, you know, (laughs) 
Vegas, Colorado. You know, I'm not taking fucking shithole restaurants for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, San Jose is next for me. Um, San Jose's Kelsey's. It's overpriced. It used to be good. It's not that good anymore. And you go there because there are some decent things about it. Sure, there's TVs. Sure, the patio is nice. You know. I get that we all like these guys that are on this team for the most part, but the team is terrible. And it's time that we just accept it that, you know, it used to be good, but it's not anymore. Yeah, it's time to move on, I think. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. They've been rotating around the same key franchise piece mm-hmm. for 20 years now. And he's just wore his welcome. Right. And it's time to move on. And it's changed a lot over the years. But when you really sit and look at it, it's like, have they changed that much, though? Like, are they really doing anything they never used to do? They're still making the same mistakes that aren't as good as, you know, people seem to think they are. They're still doing the burgers that used to be better. They're still making you wait to get another drink, and then the drink's usually wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you go for the patio, or you go for the patty marlow, and (laughs) you think you're going to enjoy it, and it's just not the same. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice patio. But... Remembering how good Brent Burns used to be is not a reason to get me into the restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. 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 <sighs> this is great. Um, I guess I'm up next. Uh, Columbus. Ooh. Tricky one, I it, think. Honestly, it was. I think that's a I tricky one. I think I nailed one. it. I okay, think I nailed okay. it. Okay, I like this. They are, uh, they're Applebee's. (laughs) Because neither one knows what they want to be, and every time I check them out, I'm more confused than the last time I was there. (laughs) Also, you probably only know one person that's a fan. Yeah. No, and you're right, because they don't pay their players. And same thing as Applebee's, uh... You know, like your your one dollar Long Islands are not really helping your waitress get a tip. Oh God, no! <laughs> oh like, boy, doesn't, no. really, doesn't really do much for them, really. So that's an interesting one, yeah, yeah. Because everyone, and that's the thing too. Everyone you know has been to Applebee's. Yeah, we've all watched Columbus play, but do we have any remem- Like, do we have any memories of actually eating there? Like they had that one moment where it was like. Wow, <laughs> I can't believe they did that. Yeah, when they had two dollar like no, yeah, and that's, that's what yeah. I was gonna say is like when they did do the one or two dollar Long Islands. I remember getting trashed there before a shag one night, and I'm like, you know what? I could fucking make this work. You know what I mean? Like I could. This place kind of fucks. You know what I mean? And, and and then you think about it a month later when the drink deal's not on anymore, and it's like you won't catch me fucking dead there. Yeah. Also, if you, if you've never like bought tickets for a hockey game before you'll notice that whenever the team you're going to go see is playing columbus the tickets are wildly cheaper mm-hmm. just like how you always get coupons for applebee's for whatever <laughs> reason. you never use them but yeah it's an option yeah yeah that's fair 
Okay. Um, I have the Los Angeles Kings. Oh, back to back LA. And I, like I, I have to tell you, oh yeah, it's just all the California teams out of the way here. It's funny. I remember they used to be good. Um, now I will, I will preface this by saying like, not always am I going to sit here and say that, you know, a, a team that wasn't very good last year is automatically should be a bad restaurant. You know, I think we need to accept that. And so for me, the Los Angeles Kings are moxies. Here's why. Moxies. It's kind of dark. Kind of sleek looking, you know. You go in there and it's just like, it's a lot of black. and But it, it kind of looks nice, you know what I mean? It's kind of like their jerseys, I think, in a way. You know. Um, moxies is, I think, always better than people think that Moxies is. Because Moxies used to suck ass uh, in the 90s and the 2000s. But in the 2010s, Moxie's kind of just like, you know what, we're going to get serious here. We're going to fucking do this. You know what I mean? And you you go to Moxie's and you're like, yeah, you know what, this is good. Like, I, like I, could, I could do this regularly. And that was me watching Los Angeles Kings hockey. It's like, I can, yeah, I can watch these guys, like, every night. I can, I can do this. Um, and every once in a while, they just, they do something fun and exciting. They put something new on the menu, and it's like, yeah, this is, this is good. You know, to this day, one of the best pieces of fish that I've ever had was at Moxie's. And it was like a seasonal thing that they did. They did this mahi-mahi thing. It was blackened, and it was unbelievable. And then they took it off the menu, and, you know... But big fish guy, yeah. Everdale, uh, red fish, blue fish, one fish, two fish. Yeah, pickerel. I think Moxie's deserves more credit than it gets, and I feel like that's always been the case with the Kings. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. That was good. Thank you. Good. And it's just something about Moxie's has LA Kings energy. You like, you get what I was saying? That first little part. It's just like you think about the interior of a Moxie's. It's like. It kind of just feels like the L.A. Kings. I don't know. Everything's just black and white. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Okay. Detroit. Okay. Very, there we go. Very storied franchise. This has got to be a fast food restaurant. Very, very storied franchise. Uh, Pizza Hut. Okay. Somewhere along the way, we just accepted that they were the model of their respective franchises, <laughs> and all apparently, just we just ignored the fact that they haven't been good for the last ten years. Yes, that is a that's true. That's true, and they we're, used to be good. We're going to take the guys for pizza, Pizza Hut. Why it hasn't been good for ten, fifteen years? It's terrible now. It's not good. It's terrible. I got food poisoning from Pizza Hut. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. About the same time Detroit started. Was that your food poisoning, or was that supposed to be something else? All of the above. Okay. Yeah. That's true. It also, kinda... their building is named after a pizza place, so I probably could have picked Little Caesars. Picked Little Caesars, yeah. It seemed too easy. You know what neither of us also took was Domino's. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it a lot, but I didn't have... I felt like... I'm not... I'm not this is not an indictment to you. Like, obviously, most of the Western Conference teams do not have the history that the Eastern Conference teams do. And so, like, I felt like Domino's would be more like your big market, sort of, you know. Like, just like, yeah, they're, they're always fine, you know. See, like a Rangers kind of thing or something. And, and, and here's something. I, I, I have no problem saying anything bad about any of the franchises that I picked. 
but I, I, I can't say anything bad about Domino's. It's been there for me That's for some fair. hard times. So Domino's is old Squatch. faithful. Squatch. I'm interested to see what happens here in Thunder Bay when we get a Papa John's. I will support Domino's even more. You think so? Hmm. To, because, hell, to be, hell with Papa John's. Because of Papa John or because of Papa John's? Both. You don't like Papa John's as like the I've, pizza itself? I've had it. Not good. Okay. Yeah. Where have you had it? Minneapolis kind of thing? Uh, yeah. Uh, Wisconsin somewhere too. Yeah. Hmm. I had it in... Uh, I've had it a bunch, like a bunch of different mm. trips, I guess. But like I most recently had it in Toronto. Like probably five years ago. Like it was a while ago. It was good. Really? It was good, yeah. Okay. No, I always... I, I like Papa John's, but... Okay. But fuck Papa John himself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks are Tim Hortons. What the hell... What the hell are they doing? The fuck is this supposed to be? And here's the thing. Wait, they got bought out by an American company <laughs> five years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, like, you look at the menu and it's like, oh, yeah... Yeah, like, you know, I would get a chicken sandwich with my fucking coffee right now. Mm. Like, that kind of makes sense. And then you pay the money, and it's like, yeah, it's like eight twelve for a fucking coffee and your chicken sandwich. And it's like, the chicken sandwich is burnt. It's not good. And it's like, I just paid six ninety nine for this fucking chicken sandwich? You know what I mean? And it's kind of like watching fucking Antoine Roussel play hockey. It's like, this is $3 million. This is what $3 million gets you, fucking Antoine Roussel kind of thing. I can get you, a chicken you, you, sandwich you, you. down the street at the KFC. Yeah. Just as bad. And every, but at least it's not cost me $6 million. Every year, in your face, they're like, oh, we're doing these new drinks. We're making these new burgers. It's all fucking commercials all over the place. It's like, you can't fucking get away from them. We're doing this new thing. It's going to be great. And it's like, awesome. And you have the first coffee. And it's like, wow, the new coffee's great. And then a week later, it's like, this is worse than the old coffee, man. Like, this just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. It's not good. It was good in the late 2000s, early 2010s, and since then, it's fallen off a fucking cliff. It's horrible. And I'm tired of pretending that the Vancouver Canucks are a good fucking coffee shop restaurant. It is a joke, it's a disgrace, and they need to have the keys taken away from them. We need to stop giving the Vancouver Canucks our morning coffee. We have to stop this. It needs to be stopped. Uh, Tim Hortons, uh, ironically, is the only uh, restaurant here that falls into both categories. So, both both uh, both a hockey aspect <laughs> and a restaurant. Aspect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was actually gonna just give the Blues Tim Hortons and just not say anything and just let everyone think about that, but because of Ryan O'Reilly, but ah, yeah. yeah, that seemed mean. Well, maybe he'll run over some Canucks next season. Um, it won't be hard. Ottawa. Oh boy, I was waiting for this. This was one. a tough. This was a tough team. Yeah, eh? yeah, this was a tough team. Yeah, I went Baskin Robbins. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, I know it, it doesn't make a lot of sense on on surface, but no matter how hard you try, neither will travel well in an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, like some of these, there was like there was only like one joke, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, but yeah. it's like, That's, yeah, I, I found it. <laughs> That's true. Mm. Yeah, there's not really anything else to say about that. No. I, I don't think I've ever. I've never I been to a Baskin like, Robbins. 
correct me if I'm wrong. Like, was there a better franchise restaurant out there that I didn't pick for Ottawa? Because I did struggle with them. I, I, I just, I had to go with the mm. joke on this one. But <laughs> no, I think that's it's perfectly fine. Who, who's got an owner that's just deranged out of their mind for a restaurant that you know, might steal your well, Papa organs. John's. <laughs> <laughs> Papa John's would be your guy. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one because it's got to be. Oh man, I think Baskin Robbins has Ottawa Senator energy. I would say there's something about it. Like okay. everyone knows what it is, but you know, you don't know a lot of people that have been to one kind of thing. You know, yeah, a lot of people don't know a lot about the Ottawa Senator. I think that's a good one. A lot of options. Yeah, a lot of different flavors on that team. That's true. It's constantly changing. The morning starts with Duncan. Um, the Arizona Coyotes are Kenny Rogers Roasters. I don't know what that is. Wow. So, uh, have you... Have the you, Arizona Coyotes are have, a hockey team that play hockey in Scottsdale, Arizona. No. Have, you, have you never seen the Seinfeld episode with Kenny Rogers Roasters? I don't think so. Okay. So you might not even realize that that's what episode it is, but that is the episode where they open up a location across from Jerry's apartment, and it has a big neon chicken sign that mm-hmm. just shines into his fucking... Yeah. Or, or it's in... It's in Kramer's, Kramer's apartment. apartment. Yeah. And it shines into his fucking apartment. Yeah. So, uh, that's what that is. Um, the reason I knew you weren't going to pick them is because I figured that even if you knew that joke, that you wouldn't even think that it was a real restaurant. Which I don't, the, still. They're... they're there is real restaurants still to this day that are Kenny Rogers Roasters that are named and branded around the fucking country singer Kenny Rogers. And what I find so fascinating about this is that there are Kenny Rogers Roasters in Europe still. And it's just weird because I don't know how many European fans there really are of Kenny Rogers Roasters. And I don't really know how many people in Arizona really want to fucking watch hockey all the time. But they're constantly talking about closing down Kenny Kenny Rogers Roasters. This fucking restaurant chain is going bankrupt. Constantly, we're relocating all these places. And it's it's like the Coyotes. It's just constantly like, if no one really likes this restaurant, why does it still exist? Like, why do we just keep doing this? Why why are they everywhere kind of thing? And I've decided it, it's just because they have money that seems to come from nowhere. It's money It's money laundering, I think, is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you. It's not a good restaurant. I still don't believe it's a real restaurant, but... They, they closed more locations of any restaurant chain in the 2010s, and I think that that is perfect for the Coyotes because... They've been talking about moving. It's coming since they got there, Holy and they're still. They're, is there a team in professional sports where there has been more rumors about them moving without them actually moving in the last like twenty five years? Because like even the St. Louis Rams, I've had like a, now they're in LA and they're finally gone, and it's like you know what I mean. But the Coyotes just they keep staying. They're never not there. They're there every year. Doesn't make any sense. How the fuck? Who is going to Kenny Rogers Roasters in 2021? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Mm-hmm. They're Jimmy John's. Not great when ordered on the road and an even weirder atmosphere when you're in-house. Okay. Also, where else are you going to get a Philly cheesesteak from? 
Okay. Why is it weird in-house? In, uh, sorry, at Jimmy John's. I'm aware of the experience at a Philadelphia Flyers game. I've never been to Jimmy John's. Now, when you, when you, when you walk into a Jimmy John's, it's more of a to-go place. Like, you, you call and they'll deliver you a sandwich. But if you walk hmm, into a restaurant, weird. they have this weird thing where they'll all be like, Hello! In unison and yell at you. Like, the, the six guys making sandwiches. And then you place your order. And then they have this, like, weird banter about your sandwich. In public. Like, there could be someone behind you in line. But the guy, like, on the bread is just going like, Whoa! We got a French onion dip! But also, he wants jalapenos. What a weirdo! And, like, they're all having, like, this weird conversation about your sandwich in front of you. Very loud and very public. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Great food, but I don't I don't like that I have to go through that public semi-shame to enjoy the end result. Hmm. It's funny because that explanation literally just described like 95% of like NHL team's Twitter accounts too. So you could have really gone any direction with that. But If they um, just had like a silent dude in the corner shaking his ass, that could be gritty I guess. I don't don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so they're just loud and weird there is what you're saying. Yeah. Just like in Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Uh, The Chicago Blackhawks are Chick-fil-A. Um, because they are... Because they're transphobic. Because they're terrible people. (laughs) Nice. Um. Like it. Uh, like... Big fan. Uh, man. And, and, and still, people keep fucking going to this place. And people keep cheering for this team and stuff like that. Like... Oh, look at all the moves they made this year. They might make the playoffs. It's like, well, first off, like their fucking moves are horrible. But secondly, um, I don't care. Like, I don't really give a shit if they're good at hockey or not right now. Like, they shouldn't be around. We shouldn't be uh, supporting this organization. We shouldn't be uh, eating food from Chick Fil A. I've never eaten there. I hear it's really good, and um, that's. Always was me with the Blackhawks in the 2010s. I didn't watch them. Fuck them. I don't know. I was, but I hear they're good. I heard they were good. They won three cups. I know that part. But I don't think I've been to two thirds of the restaurants you've mentioned thus far. That's right. Yeah, I've been to. Well, I've never. Been, I've never been to a Chick Fil A or a Kenny Rogers Roasters. The last two. I've been to. Those are the only two that I have on my list that I've never been to. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think I picked. A single restaurant that I've never been to. So you've been to a Baskin Robbins. Alright, Baskin sure Robbins is the, is the one that I have not been to, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, and I, I I am surprised, too, because you did not select Dunkin' Donuts. I did not. So who is Bo- like who could Boston possibly Well, I guess be? we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. It could be Boston Market, but you didn't take them either. It couldn't be Boston Pizza, because I didn't get them. I took them for fucking rights, baby. There's a perfect restaurant for fucking... For one team. Uh, that was my I, first pick, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Uh, I got Montreal, though, up next. Okay. Recently went to the Seneca Finals. Do you want, do you want Chick-fil-A? No. Uh, <laughs> they are Subway. Uh, yeah, they like, are Subway. Like their fans, if you're in the smallest, most remote corner of buttfuck nowhere, you'll still find one. And uh, the product almost always disappoints. Yeah, and I feel like people who like Subway think Subway's a lot better than it is. It is horrible. Like, yeah. It, it is hor- horrible. 
it's it's wildly like profitable. Yeah. They always they always turn a good dollar. The bread is slowly poisoning you. Yeah, you know you go there a lot. The Tada team, sauce it's... didn't last long. What the what? The Tada sauce. So Thomas Tata. Ah, the tar the Tata yeah. sauce. Yes, didn't last long. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I feel like people come in and out of town very quickly, like the Korean barbecue sandwich kind of exactly. thing. You know what I mean? It's just exactly. like I was around for an hour. Yeah. Sort of thing. No, definitely. Yeah. Which, yeah. And, like, they hang on to things a long time, too, I think. They're, like, people play for Montreal for, like, way longer than they should. Like, Francis Bouillon is kind of like, you know, like, their bread shouldn't stay as good as long as it does kind of thing. And, like, you know, what the hell is Francis Bouillon doing on the team every year kind of thing? And Jared. Uh, there's no Jared that's ever played for the Habs, but... Um, no... Yeah, it's hard to make a Jared joke for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's it always seems to be just thrown together at the last minute, and then yeah, it's like food. It, it it'll get you by. Well, it's debate. <laughs> it's debatable. That's food, but it, it, it's it'll it'll work. Like if if it's the worst option, it'll be fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel like that's what most people say when they go to play there. It's just like you know. If they want me, fuck it. I'm sure it'll be fine. And every time you want it toasted, they have to do it on one of those fucking torches that they hand off at Center Ice, mm -hmm. and it takes forever. That's so. right. Well, and toasted describes their roster perfectly. Mm. So, mm. can we just can we just go for an hour on, on this one, please? <laughs> no, but like, no, but you're right because I think like the only other. It has to be Subway, because other than Toronto, I would say Montreal probably has the biggest fan base in the world, if I had to guess. Maybe the Rangers, but... If like, I had to guess worldwide, like, they're, they're up yeah. there. There's more Subways than there are any other food chain restaurant in the world. Exactly. And they've won more cups than any other team in the world, so... I... Yeah... Fucking Subway just got so big overnight, it feels like, eh, too? Like, oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Subway wasn't a huge, huge thing when, mm. like, 20 years ago. Like, that's one thing, too. Like, if you're a little bit younger and you listen to this podcast, like, there was a time when you and I were kids where we maybe had a Subway in town. Like, it's hard to imagine yeah, a time. Too. It's hard yeah. to imagine a time, but, like, there was a time where, like, I don't know if we had a Subway. Fort William and Port Arthur probably each had one each, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I worked huh. adjacent to one for years, and I had plenty of food options around there, and I used to go to Subway and then one day I was like the bread here is horrible and I read like a few articles about like all the shit that's in the bread kind of thing I'm like I gotta stop eating that stuff and then I realized there's a Mr. Sub across the street and I'm like hey do you guys make your bread in house and they're like yeah mm -hmm. I'm like oh mm -hmm. I'm gonna start going here then probably Mr. Sub's way better you know what I mean well Subway always tries to go for the free agency bread and sometimes they just don't meet with them so Them not meeting... Yeah, it would be... That'd be the equivalent of them meeting with um, someone who's, like, a, trying to make, like, their food choices healthier there. Like, oh, like, stop putting less of this there kind mm -hmm. of thing. Like, they don't meet with that guy. That's what it is. You know? Anyway. Um, the Calgary Flames are Harvey's. 
Because they're flame broiled, baby. Yeah, you're not going to be happy with me here. Um, no one hates the flames. Well, I feel like. Well, like a few people, but... Edmonton. A few people hate the flames, but, but most people don't. I think most people are just like, yeah, well, whatever. Sure. They're good. For sure. You got a lot of people who love the fucking flames. And every time you go there... Yeah. You're never like, wow, this is like, fuck this or whatever. Like, it's always enjoyable. But it's never really the best, like, burger ever. It's always good. It's rarely the best. Mm-hmm. And you got lots of choices. Mm-hmm. You look at the roster always, and it's like, yeah, there's lots to like here. Oh, I can change and the And you whim. can kind of just do whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is just going to be you trying to be like, oh, yeah, the fucking flames rock. Um, you can kind of do whatever you want with the roster sort of thing. Like, there's lots of flexibility. But most people who seem to have control of the roster just kind of do the same thing every time. You know? And it's just... It's exhausting at a certain point, you know. That that part was just about the flames. That had not oh. been, that last part of that sentence was oh, just okay. about the flames. Okay. But it'll never be the best burger you've ever had, but it's pretty good. I was gonna say, like, you should have picked a team that has had more success in the past because <laughs> the, the rings at Harvey's are unmatched. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And of course, that Calgary only has the one, so... Do more drills! Do more drilling! Yeah, Harvey is. Have you heard the, that Is one? that guy yeah. the coach, or...? Yeah, Har- Harvey's? That first ad just really made me think that they were like, oh, man, they're gonna do a bunch of, like, ads with this cool guy ads. being, like, the coach yeah. and shit like that. Nope. And then it turned out that they had hired that guy to do a bunch of ads, but, like, they weren't all the same type of ad, and it's just every time. It's like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The Harvey's commercial... I would say is probably my least favorite commercial in the last year. It's cringy. Is it? It's not even annoying. It's just like you 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 watch. It's cringy. Yeah, it's cringy. It's terrible. Okay. You don't agree? I don't, I wouldn't don't, Wouldn't you agree? I don't find much cringy. I don't think. But hmm. like my girlfriend finds Nathan for you cringy, and I don't I don't agree at all. Hmm. It is to some degree, but cringe humor is funny sometimes. You know, it's yeah, not always not funny. At all. You don't, you don't like, you don't find cringe humor funny sometimes. Like, I know you don't like The Office, and that's fine. I, but like, I you, find you cringe like... humor funny, but I, I find very few things cringy. Okay, so it's maybe an overused word, you would say. Maybe in some degree. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Like Kirby enthusiasm's cringy. Is it? You ever really watch it? No. Nope. You've never never watched Ooh. an episode? Nope. You seem very adamant that this isn't a thing you're going to ever do either. No, I'll get there. I was gonna say, like, if you if you like Seinfeld. Yeah. We talked about this. I want I wanna finish Seinfeld over again before I watch. At its Kirk. highest points, it's probably funnier than Seinfeld. Oh, okay. But it it is not as consistent as Seinfeld. Okay. Which, but like, there are episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm that I would put in like the top 20 episodes of, you know, TV. television history. Yeah. 
and it's not a show that you would necessarily think of as that because of it's just like your follow up to Seinfeld sort of thing. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What are you watching right now? Are you watching anything good? No, I went to go see a movie today. It was awful. I'm never going to watch anything ever again. You're done, so eh? So, that's it. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah, next year's uh, Oscar episode will just be me and Mike Wern. And while well, he'll forget about it, so it'll just yeah. be me. And if you dare mention The Green Knight, I will never speak to you again, so. Well, if it's an award consideration, James, I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah, you won't have to worry about that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, be just, it'll be just fine. What's What's the worst movie you've ever seen in theaters? Um, uh, what is it? I, I told you earlier today. We were at work together. I, I pulled it up here on my on my phone. It's um. Oh boy, it's gonna bother me now. It had Owen Wilson in it. Yeah. Wasn't Diane Keaton in it? No, Jack Nicholson. Uh, how do you know? Okay. How do you know? From, give us, from give us a little s- synopsis of the movie. I don't know. Um, (laughs) uh, it's got uh, Reese Witherspoon, Owen Wilson, Paul Rudd, and Jack Nicholson in his final film role to date. Um, that's the last time Jack Nicholson was in the movie. When when was this released? 2010. No, the bucket list is that old. Yeah. Really? Uh, Nicholson plays Witherspoon's father. Okay. And either Rudd or Wilson is... A sports agent, I want to say. Okay. And the other is not. (laughs) And Reese is into both for different reasons. And it's it's bad. So it's it's just one of those classic romantic comedies where it's like, hey, we're going to throw together this amazing cast and it's going to have a fun, like... It's going to have a fun trailer with like a fucking... You know, train song in it or something like that. It's like oh, romantic it's and comedy are two words that you probably shouldn't use to describe that film. But um, yeah, I tried to leave the theaters during this film, and I was I was denied by my friends that I went with, of whom the driver was part of. You went with friends to this, not yeah, like not like, like a date kind of thing. Six or seven of us. Oh dear God! Yeah. That's how confident we were that this was going to be a hit. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen it? Uh, no. Good. No. Good. No, it's one of the... I, like, I know what movie you're talking about. It's just one of those movies where, like, I saw the trailer and I'm like, I knew immediately that it would be bad. Let's put it this way. I couldn't remember the film or the actors in it uh, about a year ago. And I texted my sister to say, hey... What was that film we tried to leave the theaters during and she knew immediately what film mm-hmm. it was called because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't come up with the name. But, yeah. Awful. Mm. Okay. Don't recommend. Does not get the laced up bump. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't sound very good, my guy. Uh, I got the Rangers. Okay. Uh, they're McDonald's. Uh, they're the richest, most powerful food franchise in the world, but you never feel great about what you've done at the end. Okay. You know? Like, the Rangers have always been really... Like, they've always, you know, turned a good profit at the gates. They're always there. They've been around for a million fucking years. You can rely on them. It's every single time, too. Yeah. 
they're always trotting out this new exciting thing. It's like here's our new burger, here's our new thing, and it's like the yeah, McRib. Remember cool. the McRib? I no, like look. Fantastic. I know what you're putting in this burger. I'm just saying, Bobby Holik is not as good as you seem to think he is. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Don't sign him for a million fucking years, and then it's like, oh look, he's all in post. He's in the face of like Broadway and shit like that. It's like you guys don't need God. a new cafe section. You just need to figure out how to get us more of what we like into our hands. Don't try to sell us muffins. Just give me the McGriddle. You ever had their muffins? No. They're okay. I'd be surprised. They are... They're crushing it, I would say, lately with the breakfast stuff oh, that they're bringing out. No, because they got rid of the no. McGriddle, and you can never re- rebound Oh, from so that. is that... But it's gone, gone? It's gone. Never to be seen again. That's horrible. Right? They had a gem. I've only had it two or three times in my life. They had a Henrik Lundqvist type food option, and they they missed out on it. They didn't It'd be capitalize. It's a perfect place to have that still, too, though. Like, why why would why why get rid of it? I I would okay. I understand that there's maybe a possibility that it was among their worst selling items. Because I, I, look, I'm not starting my fucking day with a McGriddle all the time. You know what I mean? Like, you talk yourself down off the McGriddle ledge to go to a fucking regular breakfast sandwich kind of thing. But every once in a while, like, I completely understand why people would eat that. Because, like, again, having had only a couple in my life, they're fucking incredible. Like, they, they, they were so good. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Great dish. I, but, like, I, I, yeah, I don't know if... They're maybe just releasing new breakfast stuff to distract you from the fact now that they don't have the McGriddle anymore. But, like, that chicken McMuffin, and you throw an egg on there. Yeah. That's right. A junior chicken with a little bit of egg on it at breakfast? No way. It rocks for me. It rocks. But I don't want sausage in the morning either, though. Why? I just, I don't know. You feel like shit afterwards kind of thing. No? No. Hmm. Never. I love McDonald's breakfast. Mm. It's my favorite... It's my favorite fast food menu item type thing. Like, is like McDonald's breakfast. Like a hash brown on a breakfast sandwich. Fuck me up. You know? Yeah. That's a shame about the McGrill. That's not right. Mm. So, basically what we're saying is, is if you are a McDonald's fan and you're upset about the McGriddle... Uh, right into the episode and we'll see maybe Please do. we'll use our off time yeah, to try to bring do. that back that's fucked how do they get rid of that add eggs or or no eggs I'll go buy eggs going through the drive through at Tim Hortons that one time and they're like yeah no we don't have any eggs Brody's like oh so it's like someone going to get eggs then or what are you gonna do? Sit here in the parking lot, wait for this fucking shithole restaurant to make you a breakfast sandwich? Just go to another fucking restaurant. There's a there's a McDonald's two blocks away. There's a Tim Hortons beside it. And and I agree with you, but like, how do you not have eggs at eight in the morning? It was later than that, but it was a Saturday. Was it later than that? It was like we we had like a twelve o'clock practice, and because I remember this, because of course Brody picked us up at like eleven forty. For a 12 o'clock practice kind of thing. It's like, well, that was Coach Rockhouse 2.0, I think, right? It was, I, was, I was pretty fucked up. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think that Maybe. was the same day. Same day as what? 
Like when I was lying on the bench at Fort William uh, Arena. Just Well, the practice was at Port Arthur that day because we were going through the one by one times. Not, not the same day. No. What what are you talking about? You were lying on a bench at Fort William. You remember that one? I, I was I was good and fucked up. I borrowed Brody's truck the night before. I had to go pick you guys up the next day. I thought we went to get breakfast that morning. You, so you weren't fucked up? No, I was. So why were you driving? Because I was, I wasn't drunk at eight in the morning. I was just hungover. Okay. Yeah. No, I have no idea what okay. the hell you're talking okay. about at all. I, I have the Dallas Stars. You do? Uh, the Dallas Stars are Perkins. Um, the Dallas Stars are Perkins because uh, they've been around for a long time. They're old faithful kind of thing. Dallas Stars are always solid. But, you know, should they be the first choice all the time kind of thing. And, and with, with Dallas... I think uh, I think there are some exciting things on the menu, but I think the problem is with Dallas and the problem with Perkins is sometimes they have a hard time trying to figure out what the hell they're trying to do. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, it's a breakfast restaurant, but we also kind of do this, and we also do that, and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, you can uh, fill your gas tank outside, and it's like, what the fuck is this place kind of thing? It's like a gas station, but it's a store, but they sell fucking whole cakes kind of thing, and it's like... Yeah, like you've got these good defensive like players and these, machine in the corner. these good offensive players, good defensive players, and they play like a defensive system. They fire a coach, and it's like, oh yeah, Lindy Ruff, the most defensive coach you've ever heard of, is going to come in and just like really play this insane offensive system. And it's like, what the hell is going on around here, kind of thing. But it always kind of works, you know. That's the thing with Dallas; like they're just never horrible, and uh, they're old faithful. They're reliable. You can always count on Perkins. You can always kind of count on the Dallas Stars, and they're just kind of they're just kind of good like that. Also, Perkins very green. So are the Dallas Stars. So. Mm. Green, <laughs> as in the environment. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. they're not uh, climate change arena or anything like that, like wow. Seattle. Remember Barry, Gary Be- Gary Bettman said that. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Climate change arena. <laughs> uh, no one took Denny's. No, I did. Someone took Denny's. Oh, yeah, I got Denny's. Don't worry. I got a good one for Denny's. Denny's is an easy one. Uh, I can't be happier that these two teams finished back-to-back in the Eastern Conference standings because uh, my next team is the Islanders. I just talked with the Rangers. (laughs) And and the Islanders are uh, Burger King. And you know exactly why. It's like, yes. They're McDonald's shittier little brother who does one thing and only no. one thing better than them. Oh my god, And yes. it's oh. winning Stanley Cups. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's the only thing they've ever done better than the Rangers at. They won as many cups in a four-year span as the entire Rangers franchise had in the 60 years prior. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, but everything else is just absolute garbage. <laughs> just deserves to not exist. Yeah, we don't need the Islanders. We don't need Burger King, but they're both here, so we. That's true because, like, every once in a while, I'm like, you know what? I could fuck up a Whopper, but would I miss the Whopper if it weren't around anymore? No, you wouldn't. 
No. Oh, God, no, you wouldn't. Not really. I could I could barbecue a burger and throw some mayo on it. Remember when... Well, you think you're smart because you threw mayo on a burger and no one else does that? Fuck off. Remember when, when Burger King started selling, like, their nuggets for, like, ah, you'll get 40 nuggets for 50 cents. And we are like, that's a steal. Oh, they're just not that good. Mm-hmm. So that's why... Their nuggets aren't great. No. You try those spicy nuggets? Do we even get those in Canada? No. No? We don't get anything in Canada. I hear they're un- unbelievable. I, I, I got a Whopper recently. I was hungover. I'm like, you know what? I'm sure we did the podcast the night before, probably. And uh, I oh, got a Whopper. i Whopper up every once in a while, for sure. So damn good. Yeah. They actually are damn good. Yeah. But, yeah. That's the only thing I do better than the uh, McDonald's is, is, is that one thing, and that one thing only. So. Hmm. They're, they're poorer. <laughs> they're dirtier. Yeah, the players are never as good. No. They're less popular. That's true. Mm. And everyone kind of knows who they are. But mostly just being for the younger brother of the Rangers. You know what, though? They never had the king, so. That's true. <laughs> so maybe they aren't Burger King then, right? Because they never had the king. Yeah. But, you know, is the king better than Ronald McDonald, necessarily? So that would make Mike Richter... Uh, no, that would so Henrik Lundqvist is 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 the king. Ronald McDonald then? No, King Henrik and <laughs> no, but the king is Burger King and then Ronald Mike Bossy. Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, St. Louis is Taco Bell. Uh, St. Louis Blues Taco Bell. Um, this is higher praise than I thought you'd give the Blues, but. Go on. Yeah, no, I, well, I have good things to say about uh, about uh, St. Louis, and I have good things to say about Taco Bell. But, however, every once in a while, um, you know, we all love Taco Bell. There's a lot of exciting things at Taco Bell. You always go there, you eat it. Yeah, this is this is good. This is this is great. I'm enjoying this. The Blues every year, it's kind of like, yeah, like I like this team. This is this is good, but every once in a while, it results in in shitting your pants, and so that's the that's the problem. Is like you know the Blues just kind of show up uh, one year and it's like, oh, they're gonna win the Stanley Cup, and it's like, oh fuck, this this is going south <laughs> very fucking quick, kind of thing, and like you just you never necessarily know what you're gonna get. You're going to enjoy it at some point, but. It may let you down after the meal. And all I'm saying is that the post-eating experience of Taco Bell is very similar to the post-season St. Louis Blues of late. Now, every once in a while... And I was going to say... Every once in a while, because I will say this. Taco Bell, and no one took them but Taco Time. Tacos in general... I think are the most underrated hangover food. Like, I love tacos when I'm hungover. I think it's fucking perfect. And every once in a while, if I'm somewhere that has a Taco Bell and I eat Taco Bell while I'm hungover, I feel fucking amazing the rest of the day. However, I am rolling the dice when I eat that hungover. That's for sure. Yeah. And and I'll say this much: like I'm a Doritos Locos Tacos guy. Like every time you you have Taco Bell and you get to that point where you are shitting your pants, right? The last thing on your mind is, hey, maybe I should have some more Taco Bell. 
And the one year the Blues shit their pants, <laughs> and they went, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to have what? some more Taco Bell. What if we just keep doing the exact thing we're fucking doing? And they won the Stanley Cup. And it's easy to so, do, right? Yeah. Because it, it costs so little. It really does. Yeah. Didn't have to change much. Just stuck to the routine, and it, it came through. So Yeah. At both ends. Um, <laughs> I've got Boston next. The Bruins. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Red Lobster. <laughs> now this has nothing to do with them being an East Coast team on on the seaboard, you know. Uh, this has oh, more this to do with uh, them being uh, a team where... Ugh, no, this ought to be good. No matter how good you think they are, they still get eaten alive by their biggest supporters for no particular reason. That's true. Tuka Rask is probably the greatest goaltender of the last, what, 10 years? Of his generation, you could say. But Boston fans will still tell you that he should have been traded a wicked 10 years ago at the local Dunkin' Donuts when they're not smoking inside. Did you say Tuka took a wicked pisser during the playoff game last night? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Eating alive, get it? Because you pick up the lobster that you want. And they throw them in the in the water alive. Yeah, how perverse is that? You know? Yeah. I remember being a kid thinking it was cool, and then you grew up and you're like, ooh. Wow, Even going to Metro, and it's just like pointing at the lobster tank, and it's like you're pointing at the lobster you're going to kill, I remember, and it's watching you point okay. at it while it's already so, in jail. It's like, so this is fucked. You, you worked at a, uh, a grocery store that sold live lobster. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have to be the guy that like stuck his hand in there to grab it? No. Okay, so our seafood department at Superstore fucking sucked. Mm -hmm. They were all gone by like 7 o'clock. And every fucking night there'd be like one dude being like, where's the seafood guys? And you'd call a manager. And there was was one night where it was like 9.30. Mm -hmm. And the manager calls me up. She's like, hey, I need your help in seafood. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get down there. She's like, all right. Get that big long glove on and grab this guy a lobster. And I'm like, well, why don't you do it? And she's like, oh, I have a fear of them. And I'm like... Me too. Yeah. So I put the fucking glove on, which comes down past my armpit. And I I had to reach in and grab a lobster. And it was very awful. On a moral aspect. Hmm. But also terrifying in a I-might-get-pinched aspect. Yeah. Yeah. So one unfortunate thing for you, too, because I know how this stuff works, is uh, you, uh, as a someone who was working in the deli at the time... I'm now a criminal. Yeah. Uh, no, yes. I, I, yeah. You, you, were, uh, you were a different union than other part of the store. Like, it's a different local. And so y- there are different responsibilities that they can and can't ask you to do around the store, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, basically... Grocery store workers, uh, we're going to talk about unions here in the second hour of this podcast, so, uh, you know, hold on to your hats. Um, like, the workers in the store are separated into two different sort of categories kind of thing, and there's the people who can and can't handle sort of the fresh fresh food, meat-related kind of thing, because produce doesn't fall into that, though. Um, so, like, technically they could ask you to do that. And so when I worked at Metro... They would always try to get the produce guys to do this kind of stuff because uh, we were so close to the seafood department, just the way it was, like, you know, positioned. 
but everyone who was in produce was just smart enough to know like and like all the older guys would tell him like hey if they ever ask you to help in produce you tell the manager to fuck off and you get a union steward maybe do it in the other order kind of thing <laughs> and uh and so like they always tried to train the produce guys to like help out in seafood and like everyone would always say no kind of thing because no one wanted to fucking do that shit but also they couldn't ask you to do that stuff so uh, was I trained to do that or did I ever do that? No, I've, it was like maybe the only spot in the store that I've never been to is behind the seafood mm. counter. I don't think I've ever even gone behind that. Okay. Um, I would also say though, uh, on a separate note, one of the funniest things that did happen in the entire time that I worked there was, uh, two drunk dudes coming in one night and, uh, taking lobsters out of the tank because... Uh, it's in a part of the store and a midnight shift and we're open 24 hours a day at the time. You can't really see it. You can kind of just do whatever the fuck you want when you're in there. Just like don't steal and hopefully no one steals. Uh, two guys reached into the lobster tanks, took out two lobsters and tried to race them. Um, lobsters are not erasable. Uh, what the hell are they? Living thing, arachnid. That's not what they are. No. But just like, what Cret, the fuck? Uh, they're a, no, cre- like a crutch, cre- crutch, crustacean. Crustacean. Yeah. yeah. That's a hilarious. No, word you can too. you can race anything. The, well, they didn't race well because one turns left and then the other like literally started going backwards. Like there's camera footage. So it sounds like guy going left is winning. I shit you not. Telford burned that onto a DVD, and it's still somewhere in that office probably because he, he thought it was like the funniest thing he had ever seen. Was these guys thought they were mint, tried to race these lobsters. Lobsters don't race. Well, no, you can race anything. And I don't know who technically would have won or lost that either because that got shut down within about forty-five seconds. Lobster like someone, racing? yeah, like someone from the from the midnight crew went know? over and was like, yeah, no, like. You gotta go. Like, you can't You can't be in the store right now. You guys are fucked, kind of thing. Mm. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets are Boston Pizza. Um, everyone in uh, Canada likes them. You know, no one, no one hates them. Uh, everyone's just kind of like, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Like, cool. Right on, kind of thing. You, Anyone asks you, you know, like, what if the Jets won the cup? And it'd be like, yeah, no, I would I would go to Boston Pizza for sure. Like, if that's where everyone's going, like, yeah, let's let's do it. Everyone can kind of just get behind it. You know? Everyone can kind of just go with the Jets. And it's that, that's perfectly fine. And everyone in the States is not aware that they exist. Uh, it's kind of like the, the, the Canada's team that isn't officially Canada's team where... Uh, it it's like it's almost like uh, to even go deeper with this. In a way, it's sort of like the uh, like the tragically hip of of restaurants. In a way, where it's just like, yeah, like no, we're all down, but no one cares outside of Canada. <laughs> that's fair. It's the Jets. That's it's the it's Boston accurate. Pizza. It's the tragically hip. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and whenever. That other team makes it to the finals. They just change the name at the last minute and <laughs> try to ignore that they associated themselves. You know, the the other team being the New York Jets, of course. Of course, yeah, yeah. No, like there's look, there's enough, there's nothing wrong. Like Boston Pizza is another place where it's just like they're always going to be. It'll just be fine. It shouldn't ever be the best meal you've ever had, but ever, but they are good at certain things. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, even still, when you go into the place, this is just separate, this is the Boston Pizza alone on this part, when you actually go to Boston Pizza and order it and get it in-house instead of getting it as a takeout, now it's back to the double metaphor. Uh, Like, yeah, like, some of their pizzas are among the best pizzas that you're ever actually going to have. Like, don't get me wrong, like, they've got talent, for sure. Some of the servers, same thing. It's just like, wow, like these guys are unbelievable kind of thing. But like, as a whole, eh, it's not the greatest, but it's pretty good. You know, as far as chains go, it's pretty good. Okay. So, the Jets are Boston Pizza. I like that. Yep. That's a good call. Yep. That was the first one to me. I was like, yeah, that's that's easy to me. Um, I've got... Uh... Tampa Bay up next, and I'm not going to lie. Oh, this God, they were low in the standings, eh? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. This this was the last one I, I had to come up with. This was tough. Wow. Yeah. It, it's hard to come up with, like, a, a restaurant where it's like, oh, who, who's been more successful than anybody else the last, like, two years? Right? Despite all the circumstances. But I, I think I came up with one that, that works, but you mm-hmm. won't really get the whole gist of it. Until we get to the end of the night. But I went Texas Roadhouse <sighs> for Tampa Bay. Okay. <laughs> but they're from Florida. Southern chain, you know, right? Yeah. Right? Looks like a keg, right? It's a steakhouse. But they also give you free peanuts and free bread, despite almost certainly not fitting within the com- company's financial constraints. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Tampa Bay's getting a lot... For not really spending the same. So Okay. Yeah. I've been to Texas Roadhouse. Really. Again, this will make more sense in a few picks. Yeah, I'm I was sure. gonna say I don't really, yeah. don't really care for it. Mm-hmm. Um Again, another one of the easiest ones once I realized it on this one. The Nashville Predators are are Denny's. Of course they're Denny's. There's not even a question about it. Because here's okay. the thing. Denny's has a lot of good stuff. Um, but Denny's kind of doesn't make sense either. Like, Denny's is just like, what the fuck is going on here kind of thing. Like, like restaurants are doing certain things and, like, Denny's is using two defensemen on the power play while every other fucking team is like, no, we're not, we're not doing that kind of thing. Denny's is sticking to this whole old school sort of... Uh, you know, image that they've got going on. Denny's has a bunch of crazy crap on the wall that a bunch of teams don't have. Like, there's just a bunch of shit going on in there kind of thing. You watch a Nashville Predators game, and it's like, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, No, I know there's like a a team has a power play right now, but Kid Rock's playing a concert in the corner. Like, I know that just, we're just going to have that happening kind of thing. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I was at Denny's one time. A waitress walked up to the table. 9.30 in the morning. You guys want some nachos? And she's like pouring us Coca-Cola's and it's like, what the this is fucking insane. Like what are you doing? Let's stop. What, Give me a water. What can I do you for? Hey, oh, and there was that one too. Yeah. Like it's just what can I yeah, what can I do you for? Like it, it there's a bunch there's a bunch of crazy shit going on here. And the other thing with Denny's too, is like, yeah, like like don't get me wrong. Grand Slam, perfect breakfast. That is your perfect breakfast. 
But if you're asking me to pay $18 for a perfect breakfast kind of thing, like, I don't know if Roman Yossi's worth $18 kind of thing. Like, he's he's really good when you're paying fucking 11 But if you're going to pay $18 until the sun burns out for Roman Yossi, how good really is the Grand Slam kind of thing is what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like... It's good. It's solid. It's got a place. We love that it exists. We never want it to go anywhere. But... Eh, a lot of it doesn't make a lot of sense, is what I'm getting at, you know? Yeah, so, uh, Nashville is Denny's. Okay. For me. And even, there's just something about, like, again, it was like the Kings. Like, the, the yellow restaurant thing with Denny's and all the yellow going on. It's just like, you put the two together, you even look at the two logos side by side, they just kind of fit. The Nashville Predators are Denny's. I like Denny's. I don't know if I like Denny's, but like I, I get I, like I get why they're around, I guess. It's fun. Like I said, it's just it doesn't make any sense. There's a bunch of crazy shit going on, you know. Yeah. Walter White eats at a Denny's in uh in Breaking Bad too, which we like, so yeah. Mr. Lambert uh, actually was his name in the episode, mm. but Ryan. <laughs> well, no. No. Uh final five here. Sure. I have four left, but Yeah, four I have five. Mm. So uh, Washington. Washington. Starbucks. Because <laughs> it's just straight business, kind of like... They've gotten one thing and one thing only right over the last 15 years, <laughs> but it was the only thing that mattered for their respective business models. Like, if all the food at Starbucks was good, but the coffee sucked, not a great business model. Right. The Washington Capitals had the greatest goal scorer... In the history of the game, show up. Yeah, wow. And, this is, and, and they that's just a really and they game. just figured it out. Yeah. And Starbucks was like, "Well, we're coffee, so let's just make coffee." But like, we'll also well, sell some scones, but they'll probably be shit. So if you don't want hmm. the scones, we won't hit you for it. See, I I, I get what you're saying, but I I kind of I would I would take a bit of a different spin on it too, though, where it's just like, okay, we have the best coffee, so. You know, what is going to kind of keep us relevant sort of thing? Like, what do we do to kind of keep that going? And then Starbucks is like, well, we're going to start selling breakfast sandwiches. And it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. Uh, but how, how good are they going to be, really? And for a while there, they weren't good. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. And then all of a sudden, something clicked. And those breakfast sandwiches are fucking unbelievable. And that's like the Capitals in like 2018. It's just like, you know what? All of a sudden, we got it. Like, we're, we're good. We figured it out. Like, we got through all that shit. Starbucks breakfast sandwiches are really good. Really good. I'm a big breakfast sandwich guy, if, if you guys haven't gathered that. Like, I'm a... I have gathered that. Yeah. yeah. McDonald's, Starbucks, yeah. A&W, all three. Real good. Yeah. Wouldn't eat a breakfast sandwich from anywhere else other oh. than those three. Okay. Yeah, those are the three. Okay. For sure. Am I missing someone? Mm. Tim Horton's terrible. Robbins is bad. I've never been to... Duncan, so... I imagine they're good. I could see Duncan being good. Mm. I, I feel like just I have this image of Duncan Donuts being, like, unbelievable, and it probably isn't. I'm not but. smoking inside. <laughs> is it sad I spent all of my time at Duncan? Yeah, it is. Fucking grabs the cup and throws it straight at his windshield. <laughs> That's a good sketch. I was gonna use it as the intro, actually, but no one took Duncan, so I left it off. That's fair. Mind you, I used Chili's as part of the intro, and no one took Chili's either. 
Chili's baby back ribs. You ever been to a Chili's? No. I've been. Yeah? It's, it's fine. Okay. Chili's, there's TGI Fridays and there's Ruby Tuesdays. All three of them, same restaurant, I'm convinced. Oh. There's no difference. Who's the Louisiana cooking one? Popeye's. Popeye's is very good. Is it? Yeah. Wouldn't know. It's very good. Oh, right, I'm next. Uh, the, the easiest one. Easiest one, maybe. I'm not alone. I, I keep saying that. Edmonton Oilers are Chicago Joes. Okay. In the sense that Chicago Joes is a very small chain that a lot of people aren't aware of other than for one reason and one reason only. And it is their fucking jug and wing deal. Because anywhere you go, they are among, even when you go to bigger cities, like there's one in Winnipeg, and I've asked people, what are the best chicken wings in town? And it's like, well, it's fucking Chicago Joe's, for sure. And you come here in Thunder Bay, and what are the best chicken wings in town? It's fucking Chicago Joe's. Like, it's it's not it's not a debate. But, if you're not looking for chicken wings, well, you're going to be quite disappointed with the rest of the menu, because uh, there, there ain't much there. Like, it's, it's not very good beyond that. Um... And the jug and wing deal are Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Like that's that's your duo. It's like yeah, no, it's great. Like They're it's dynamic. It's so good. And even for the price you're paying, it's like yeah, I would even pay more for this. Like that's and, how good it is. If you can get like some sort of like German pilsner, <laughs> you're laughing. Actually, they do, they do have some weird beers on tap. So yeah, like you know, yeah, we'll we'll have this German beer to make the other German feel good. Yeah. Um, but everything else is fairly disappointing about the place. Like, if you're not there for the, for the wings, trust me, I've tried it. They try things. They're trying new stuff. Um, you know, the burgers are okay. You know, like, they have a few burgers that are Ryan Nugent Hopkins, where it's just like, yeah, like, certainly good. But, um, they have a lot of stuff that is just terrible. And, uh. Yeah, like even here in town, the Chicago Joe's is just like in the middle of a hotel with no natural daylight to it. And uh, that's sort of how Edmonton sort of feels as a city, I think, when you're there in a way. Like it's just kind of, something about the city just ain't ain't right, you know? Um, Not only did I take down the Oilers with this analogy, I decided to take down the city of Edmonton too, so. Nice. Um... Yeah, Edmonton Oilers are Chicago Joes. Like it's it's undeniably has good things, but as a whole, it's it's terrible. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got uh, I've got Toronto next. Oh boy, the big one. Yeah. Uh, they're the keg. <laughs> Because everybody likes them. Now, and then we'll move on. Alright, my next team's Minnesota. Now you'll recall that Tampa Bay looks like a keg. Uh, Toronto is <laughs> the keg. <laughs> because, well, they're, they're found everywhere. Okay. 
and they're often considered the fanciest of restaurants in any small town, only because no one ever bothered to give anyone else a chance. That's right. You know, you know. That is right. Don't 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 even worry about it. They're just probably the fanciest. So mm-hmm. don't waste your time. Yeah, and I would say too the reason the Leafs are the keg is uh, overpriced. Um, <laughs> is it the keg? Yeah, for the quality of steak, I would say so. Okay, I'll say this: I would rather pay forty bucks for a steak and know that it's at least going to be fine. At worst, like at least it's not you're not rolling the dice completely. Mm-hmm. It's Mitch Marner. Yeah, like he's good, no, no matter, no matter. But is he going to be worth a million, eleven million dollars all the time? Nah, probably not. But, meh. You pay for the consistency, and that's except for when it counts, what you get at a Mitch Marner. So I guess that's my exact analogy kicking in, where it's like, well, where else am I going to get a steak from? <laughs> but it's like yeah yeah no other restaurants that's do just as good a steak for yeah. cheaper for sure but that's fine or the same yeah <laughs> mm. now they used to have that salad bar how cool is that um yeah no i do miss thomas caverley for mm. sure caverley check for salad uh yeah okay kind of was like eating a salad watching him play though it's like yeah no this is the right decision this feels for sure right. this feels good this is the right decision however i want more yeah you know shoot the puck more yeah he did have some good dressing jay fresh put out that uh has been putting out those player cards of like old players based on their old data and it's been a lot of fun and caverlet was an interesting one where it was just 96%. like six percent i think yeah 97 or something like that yeah. and he was like you looked at it and it was like obviously not great defensively like he was like a little bit below replacement level but he was like top nine he was like 98th percentile in the nhl for offense oh yeah as a defenseman real good that's really good kind of thing you see paul rangers today that was an interesting one of his rookie year yeah fuck man was his rookie year like that bigger than tap well whatever yeah his 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 big year i guess he only played really like two three years that kind of thing but man fucking fucking paul ranger was like like, I'm not afraid to actually make this big of a claim. Like, he, he might have been the next light Chris Pronger. Like, he was just big that could... Like, he could move the puck so well. In his prime, man, Jesus Christ, he was good. But, you know, you don't play for three years as a mid-twenties defenseman and he comes back and he's like, yeah, he's fine, but he's not great kind of thing when he was in Toronto, you know? That was cool. That's that, that That's one of the biggest, like... What could have been stories, I think, in in our lifetime in the NHL is what Paul Ranger could have been, you know? Yeah. What what would be the biggest for you? Like, is there a big one? Like, aside from, you know, deceased players kind of thing? Because, like, I think, like, Sharapanov might be be the biggest one in our lifetime for me. Like, that, that was a guy that everyone, like... You know, even now, like, Jay Fresh did one on Cherepanov based on, like, stuff in Russia. And he's just like, yeah, this guy was going to be, like, insanely good, probably. You know? It's just, like, missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough, right? Like, because, like, I was never really high on Paul Ranger. But looking back at it, it's like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, like, I don't know if there was one, like, in the moment, necessarily, yeah. but, um, you know, like, I, like, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I'm not appealing to the Calgary Flames fans tonight here. Uh, it's going to be interesting to I'll, see how I'll, it goes, I'll, but, I'll, like, I'll have a harvest burger. Go ahead. I think, I think Sam Bennett might end up being another one of those, too. Like, yeah. if, if he, if first. I, he's not going to produce at the rate he did this year in Florida, but like even if he's anywhere close to a point per game, mm-hmm. that is going to be one of the ones where it's like, he took a lot of heat for a lot of years, and he's just going to go to Florida, play second-line minutes, which was more than he was even playing Calgary, and all of a sudden he's just going to start showing up. It's like, how do you really answer for that as a you know as the Calgary mm-hmm. Flames kind of mm-hmm. thing? Like that that'll be that could be an interesting one. Dan Blackburn comes to mind. Dan Blackburn's a tough one for sure. Yeah, yeah that guy was going to be, and that's crazy too, right? Because if you think about Dan Blackburn, like if he stays healthy mm-hmm. and doesn't have to, you know, basically play with two blockers. Um, yeah, like if people don't know that too, Dan Blackburn was a guy who uh, basically couldn't use the one hand as a as a catching mid anymore, and because had, he took a shot. Like in practice, was that what it was though? I yeah. thought I thought it was a degenerative condition. No, it, thing. I, I thought it was too, and I, I remember like researching it, and it was like he took a weird like shot off of a nerve, and like they had to do surgery on the nerve, and the right. nerve just never repaired. So, and and but either way, like he had a second blocker made, so he was playing with two blockers, and even still, like played in the AHL, I think with two blockers there for part of a season. Yeah. And I forget the numbers exactly, but it was something like 22 games and he was still like an 890 goalie at the AHL level. And it's like, how the fuck is that even possible yeah. that you're more than like a 500 goalie <laughs> with two, you don't have a glove hand anymore. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? He, that's, that's but he's like a one arm drummer from Def Leppard type shit. Yeah, you know that is I mean? true. Like, it's like, that doesn't make any sense, just, but he's a guy where if he turns out, what the hell ended up happening with Henrik Lundqvist? Because at the time, sure. Dan Blackburn was hands down their better goalie prospect. Yeah. Like, there's not even a question about Mike, it. Mike Richter was on the way out. I think they still had um, Mike Dunham. Maybe, yeah. 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 But yeah. Blackburn was a guy where if, if he did everything that everyone thought he was going to do, he was going to put up Henrik Lundqvist numbers the year that Henrik Lundqvist put up Henrik Lundqvist numbers. Mm-hmm. And Lundqvist wouldn't have gotten that same opportunity. Like he might have stayed in Sweden, kind of thing. Like there's an outside possibility that, depending how things plan out, like maybe Henrik Lundqvist never even comes over from Sweden in the first place. Yeah, you know what that's I mean. Fair. When you think about Dan Blackburn, like mm-hmm. that, that's a good answer actually. Like that, that's there's you could go all night. Like there's so many where it's just like, you know what could have been kind of thing with some of these guys. It's tough. Anyway. Hey, Pittsburgh. Okay. This was easy. Sure. They are uh, Dairy Queen. Every time okay. that they start struggling, they just release a new franchise-altering flavor, and it results in a lot of wins. Also, <laughs> the rest of the menu is probably better than you remember it being. Um, yeah, yeah, so, okay, because, because Crosby then is the blizzard. Yeah. 
because he's the face of the franchise kind of yeah. thing. Malkin is the ice cream cake where it's like sure. same, same but different. Yeah, very, very good. Does that make Chris Letang the flamethrower burger? Where it's just like I don't think people really know how good maybe he actually is if you just gave him a shot. <laughs> Like, is I, that what he is? I think he's just, like, the hot fudge sundae. Okay. You know? And, so, like... So, who's the flamethrower burger? Well, that, that's my point. It's just, like, the rest of the roster is probably better than you think it is. Because yeah. you don't go to Dairy Queen for the food. The I, food is oh, like, good. You do. It, and I do. But, like... I haven't been in years, though. I, I We gotta... Let's go. Okay. We'll go soon. But you know what I mean? Like, like no one really goes for the burgers or the fries or shit. Like, they usually go for the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like Mario Lemieux, he's the peanut butter parfait buster thing that they had back in the back in the old days. The peanut butter parfait, boom! Wow, Dairy Queen's got this brand new crazy ice cream, and then like that wanes, and then like you know what we got now? We get the Blizzard, boom! Mm-hmm. Brand new, brand new game. And you're right, Malkin's the the ice cream cake, and I I, I think Latang is the the Sunday. You know, he's not he's not the Blizzard. But he's still fantastic. Still gonna nail it. Yeah, but everybody else. And you're not gonna you know, get it that often, right? Exactly. Because Chris Letang is gonna be. Yeah, you know, he's just not gonna be around all the time. Yeah, like, you know, you're not you're not getting Chris Letang all the time. No. But when you get Chris Letang, you won't be disappointed. Absolutely. But no, I'm, I'm saying you're like your your Chris Kunitzes, <laughs> your Jordan Stalls, maybe your uh, your Jared McCanns. Those mm. are your burgers, your nuggets, your fries. They're better than you think they are. But it's Dirty Queens. So you're like, ah, how good can they be? Your your Frank Donks, you know they they just all fall into that category of Mark Donk and Buzz Flibbit. You don't think of the food as being good, but it is. So I still what what's the greatest hockey tweet of all time? Like one is, for one. Is it the one for one? Yeah, it probably is. I, I think it is. Yeah. From a pure comedy standpoint, I do think that the Mark Donk Buzz Flibbit. Is pretty high it's up, up there. there. Yeah, but and I think it's acting like, Fuleman every once in a while, like every six months, will just tweet something, and it's oh, like yeah. this is a fucking banger. It's, like it's, every it's once a in a gem while, gem of an account, but I don't yeah. think it's followed enough to be like considered one of hockey's best. Sure, he's more of a leaf. Yeah, I well, think. but like, yeah, I guess, I guess the one. No, it is the one for one, though. Right? Yeah. Like, there's, there's nothing. Yeah, you can't. He'll never top that. Mm. I don't think. That's crazy. No, and Bob knows it too. He knows. Well, he 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 steers into it for sure. It was one of those things. I don't even think he meant for it to end up that way, but but here we are. Um, Minnesota Wild or Wendy's? Uh, look, we all go there all the time, but it's eh. Everyone you know has has been there. Everyone's been there. Everyone's checked it out. No one hates it, but uh, it's also it's also it's also not great. It's fine. Um, every once in a while, they'll come up with something new, and it's like, "Ooh, this this could be good," kind of thing. And they'll try it for a while. And it's I'm like, sorry. Yeah, Are you still going in order of points? Yeah. And you're at the wild. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Not a great conference. I've got two teams left. I'm just surprised the wild are this high. <laughs> oh, yeah. The West uh, had a rough year for sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, like it's one of the, it's it's like everyone you know in Thunder Bay. Everyone has been to a wild game. Everyone's been down there. Everyone's tried it out. Everyone has a good time. You know, there's nothing wrong with a Baconator, but... Oh, there's a lot wrong with a Baconator. I'm not a fan either, but I'm just saying, like, in general, like, it, it, it's fine. Um, 
you know, they'll add something new every once in a while that's like, it's fine, for sure. Like, you bring in your, your, your suitors. They'll stick around for a long time. That's their chicken bacon Asiago Ranch thing. It's like, yeah, no, this is this is good. Really good, actually. I'll give you that, for sure. Better than most. But, um, you know, is it is is it enough to put you over the hump? Hmm. Not necessarily. Um, Parise, again, if you're going to go in that direction... Um, sure, yeah, no, their chicken nuggets, or their chicken strips are really good, like, you know, really good, but every once in a while they, they kind of fuck it up, Mm -hmm. you know, he, Mm -hmm. he gets a hurt back, it's kind of the same idea there, um, Wendy's is perfectly fine, yeah, it's no better, no worse than that, it is a, it is simply a hockey team, and I, I think you're missing the biggest (laughs) analogy of all, sure, is that, like Wendy's, mm-hmm. the Minnesota Wild have a, a very famous dad, and, and that is the Minnesota North Stars, right? So, <laughs> you know, very successful, very, very famous, yeah. you know, paved the path for a lot of the success that came later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big Wendy's guy. I, I like it. I work next to a Wendy's now. I did for 10 years. So it's like, I go there more now than I've ever gone there before. But almost every time I go there, it's like, if I were to walk another two minutes, uh, there's an there's an A&W. And it's just like, everything that Wendy's does, A&W does better. And A&W does more. Oh, you know? I, I, I will disagree because I hate A&W fries. Really? I hate them. I think they're better than Wendy's for I sure. I cannot stand really? them. Really? Can't stand That's them. That's crazy. I have to get A&W onion rings if I go there. I can't get the fries. But that, but that's because you don't like the fries, or that's because you love the onion rings so much. I mean, I guess a little bit of both. Like, like I The find, onion rings are really good. Like, I find you know. the fries are just tasteless, thick, chunky. Really? I don't agree at all. But, oh, mush. But, mm, hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't agree at all. Mm. I the problem. One of the reasons why I didn't take A and W specifically was just because I can't say a bad thing about it, and mm. there is no team that I have on my list where, other than that, I guess the next two. But like, you, you know what I mean. I just had better options for the next two, kind of thing. I can't believe how well A and W worked out for me. Um, I have got uh, Arby's next for the Florida Panthers. Um, oh, how dare you! Because they're better than you think they are. Yeah. Right? But it's still just hot melted cheese on roast beef. <laughs> which is, like, it's... <laughs> if you recall, yes! if you think back to Tampa, like, it's oh, successful. But it's it's not the steakhouse across the street. Yeah. It's an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> It'll... Honey, we can go to the steakhouse, or we can go get the roast beef... From Arby's. It'll never not be funny to me. The two different jokes in Seinfeld about Arby's. And they're both how much David Putty loves Arby's. Mm. And it's both how Elaine doesn't like Arby's, but like David Putty's like obsessed with them. So like the one the one is him sitting on the couch with his like arms spread across the back of the couch kind of thing, and like, What are you thinking for dinner tonight, David? And he's just sitting there like squinting at the TV. <laughs> Feels like an Arby's night. <laughs> 
And it's like, okay, <laughs> okay, like it's just like a very random scene, but like a few episodes later, they're at the dealership when Jerry's trying to buy the car kind of thing, and this whole, you know, uh, George is getting screwed by the vending machine and all that shit's going on, and uh, they come back from lunch, Elaine and David, and it's just like, where'd you guys go? Oh, you know, we just went to this little plate, and like he just bursts out, Arby's. She just kind of nods, like all ashamed, like I had the roast beef. <laughs> Arby's rocks. So does the Florida Panthers, but nobody wants to talk yeah. about it because it's voodoo. Hmm. Pers- personally, I don't necessarily agree, but I get where you're coming from. Where it's just like, could have been the steakhouse. But we'll settle for the Arby's. I've always been an Arby's guy. Could have been the three Stanley Cup champions. But more the Arby's. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I like Arby's. And I think you're getting still good value, despite not spending very much hmm. at Arby's. That's true. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. not very expensive. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's fucking really good. Like, it this, is. Wow. Curly fries? Come on. These this this little burger cost me like three dollars and it's like, yeah, that's Cardiver Heggy. Like it's very he's very good. Like, where, did, where did we get this Chris Dreger from? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But at yeah. the same time they'll might cough up Riley Smith. So Yeah. Yeah. Even st- yeah, they have they have luck with like relative unknowns kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like mm-hmm. um The Great Canyon. Yeah. Well I was gonna say. If you go there, mm-hmm. you can order their chicken bacon ranch burger. It's not even on the menu, but they have the stuff to make it. And it is out of this fucking world. Mm. That's that's their marshmallows and shit that they seem to stumble uh, upon yeah, out of nowhere yeah. kind of thing, right? Apparently. Yeah. I like it. When we talk that out, I like that one. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. I would also say, too, if, uh, if you don't like Arby's, you can go straight to hell. Oh, that's my girlfriend for sure. So Yeah. yeah. Weird well, one. Yeah. The chicken's good. I talked her into that. So I think we can Does go together. Does she just not like roast beef in general? Yeah, roast beef. It's it's the roast beef thing, for sure. I don't like her. How about that? I'll tell her. Yeah. <laughs> I'll repay the message. No, she'll hear it when she never listens to this episode. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights or Shark Club. Shark Club's a lot of fucking fun, man. Is this uh, a restaurant? It's just... Uh, yeah, you never been to, you I, never been to a Shark Club? I, no, I have. The Casino. well that uh uh, yeah you you got where i was going there a little bit um there's something insane about going to a boston pizza that is a million times nicer than every boston pizza you've ever been to and then also just kind of looking to your left and then people are just like gambling kind of thing there's a lot of crazy shit going on like i've been to a shark club where they've got like strobe lights going on kind of thing you're kind of like watching a game but like the lights are kind of like flickering and that sounds like hell but no it it is hell but like the way it is at shark club like the lighting is just so like dark in there and it's but it's also so bright because of the tvs that the flickering isn't like disorienting kind of thing it's like that's going on and it's like that's what a Vegas Golden Knights game looks like. It's just like, the lights are flashing, there's DJs playing in the corner, there's people fucking gambling and shit like that. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Shark Club is... Man, there's no outside drinks allowed at the table. What are you talking about? Shark Club is... Um, a bunch of crazy crap going on, where it's like, this shouldn't work. 
but it does. Like, it works quite well. Um, Shark Club, I would say, aside from maybe Earl's, for probably sentimental reasons, is maybe my favorite chain that I've ever been to. And there's not a lot of them, so that helps them too, right? They're able to kind of, like, hone in on what they're doing. But it's so much fucking fun. And it hasn't even been around all that long. But, my God, do they ever nail it. It's great. Now, I just assumed this was, like, a a casino franchise that had a restaurant. Not a restaurant that had a casino. Well, they have a restaurant, so they're a restaurant, Jim. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So I could have taken, like, Zeller's restaurant. Sure. Oh. Yeah, I would have counted that. Oh, okay. Okay. I did not take that. Well, one, right? yeah, we didn't need to come up with one for the Atlanta Thrashers, but I guess if you wanted to, it's Zeller's restaurant. <laughs> yeah. We all kind of liked Zeller's Restaurant, but it's like, do we do we necessarily miss it, or was it just like nostalgia? Yeah. That's where we're at. Do I have the last team, or do you have one still? I still have one. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so my, my last team is the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh. Oh, oh so I'm the last one. Oh, yeah. dear. Okay. And they're A&W. Huh. Okay. And that's because they've been hitching their successes on the backs of the same family for far too long. Oh! Who's the Hurricanes? All the stalls, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you think Mark ever plays there? No. No. Weird question to ask, considering he just signed in Detroit, and I don't know how much time he's got left. Um, I, I would like to think that the Hurricanes... Brass is smarter than to bring on Mark Stahl, but they did sign Anthony D'Angelo, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, hmm. it's probably just a three of the four type of situation, I'm, I'm sure. Hmm. Yeah. A&W is also a rare restaurant where it's like, if you paid more, you might get a better return kind of thing, where it's like, feel like maybe if they invested, like it's a rare fast food restaurant where if they paid their workers a little better, I think the product would end up being a little bit better. And like the Hurricanes, you know, don't pay their players. They don't pay anyone who works for the organization probably what they're worth ever. Like they just, they try to avoid that kind of shit. Mm. And A&W is one of those places where it's like, I know for a fact that they basically only pay minimum wage kind of thing. And like. It's, it's supposed to be high-quality fast food restaurant. Like, that's that's what they're going for is, like, your, your, you know, like a five guys, a fat burger kind of thing where it's just, like, we're going to really, guys. we're going to really, really, like, we have good quality food and we're just going to take the time to put it together. Instead of having this ready for you in a minute, we're going to have it ready for you in four minutes, but it's going to be flawless every fucking time. And it, it usually is really good, but every once in a while it gets fucked up and it's like... If you just had a little bit more money on your fucking payroll, this wouldn't happen. Because the quality of the food is always there. Same thing as the Hurricanes, I feel like. It's just like, there's always something missing with them. like Or not always, but like every once in a while there's something missing. And it's like, you go searching for explanations. And it's like, well, oh, oh they didn't have a goalie coach this year or whatever. And it's like, what? 
Pardon me? The fuck? Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks. I like that one. Yeah. The family joke was really all I had, but, yeah. Family. Yeah. That's right. Vin Diesel. Okay. Well, I guess uh, the last team in the National Hockey League to compare to a restaurant... I have the Colorado Avalanche. Ah, yes. And I have them as uh, Chipotle. You walk into a Chipotle, and it's high energy. There's a lot of stuff going on kind of thing. Um, now, it's not creepy, like because I know you've never been to Chipotle. It's not creepy like Jimmy John's where the fucking employees are yelling at you when you walk in the door or anything like that. But, like, they're all kind of yelling at each other in a fun way. Like, there's just, like, it's very, like, they have to communicate... Because there's just a bunch of shit going on behind behind the line, kind of thing. A lot of beans. Oh, you gotta nice. you gotta you gotta pick through the beans, right? And so, um, Chipotle is still fairly young as far as their popular popularity is going. Um, they're working on it. They're maybe not as good as they should be by this point. I feel like with Chipotle, it was kind of like, holy shit, this is going to be the biggest restaurant in the fucking world in a few years, and they haven't really gotten there quite yet. But it still feels like they might. You can get good value from a lot of the things on the menu. And basically anytime I've been there, I get whatever I'm getting. I leave and I'm like, that was worth well over what I paid. Like you can get a beer and like a burrito bowl there for like $14. That's fucked. Like, you know what I mean? And that's like Nathan McKinnon. That's just like a, what the fuck? I should be paying more for this when I could have gone to, you know, I could have gone to, uh, I'm trying to not throw Harvey's under the bus. For whatever reason, Harvey's was the first restaurant. You could go to Del Taco, basically. Or you go to Taco Time. And spend like $12 on not a beer, but like a burrito bowl and like Mexi fries or some shit. And you try to compare the two and it's like, it's not even close. It's just unbelievable. Chipotle is phenomenal. To the point where... When I told you about them, based based on what you had heard from other people, you weren't even aware that this was a fast food restaurant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Chipotle is maybe the best bang for your buck out of a fast food restaurant that I've ever really come across. Um, but they're maybe sputtering a little bit here, and I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it. They're going to be fine, but they need to kind of do something slightly different. To get over the hump. Um, but they still rock. Okay. So, Chipotle is the Colorado Avalanche for me. Now, do they use a lot of sugar in their products? Because I don't feel like their captain would be a big fan <laughs> of that. That was uh, a fun week on Twitter in that regard. Like, there were a lot of just like... <laughs> do you see Nikita Zadorov? Oh, yeah. Today, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoever it was out getting ice cream and it's like, yeah, no, that, no Nate McKinnon would be pissed or whatever he said. <laughs> he would be. He would be right. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I, um... I don't know. I would strongly recommend Chipotle to you when, when you get the opportunity to go I'd there. I'd like to go. I think you would like it, too. Like you like You like Mexican food. I do. Yeah. Just never been. It's... Oh, it's so good. Like, do you, do you like Taco Time? Yeah, like in a like reserve type of. I realize it's not great. Yeah, yeah. It's just a higher. It's just high quality taco time in a lot of ways. Like they're they're doing exactly what you want them to do. In fact, they do maybe less of it, but they do it right. At least you okay. know, um, it's good. 
Nice. Strong, strongly recommend. It's crazy, too, because you've been to Toronto more than a couple times. Oh, yeah. And when you fly into Billy Bishop, which I assume you do, because do. unless you're a sucker or you're getting a really good deal, you don't fly into Pearson anymore. No. Um, you take that shuttle downtown. Yeah. You and do. you get off the shuttle. I know where the <laughs> uh, Chipotle is. I just don't, I don't go. That's great. It's in the best spot. Yeah. Like, the, the fact, I don't know what they pay for rent in that spot, but it has to be astronomical. Because the idea that... Everyone who is, like, hung- hungry, because they just flew on Porter, or, or you can't arriving. eat. Yeah. All you eat is their shitty fucking chips, and if you're flying at 6 in the morning, you're not eating chips. So, you get off this fucking shuttle, everyone's starving, and if it's, like, 11 o'clock in the morning, you're, uh, you're gonna walk into that Chipotle and be like, hey, you know what, this is lunch today. This Next is time. good. I'm, t- I'm going. And so, see you yeah. in September. Real good guac. You're going, to, you're going in September? I hope. Nice. Um, you want a game? Sure. We got a game for you. Did you come up with an oofle? No. Okay. I came up with a game. <laughs> so I was just asking. <laughs> we got a problem with my game, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I. Oh, is it, is it a hockey game or is it a fast food it, game? It's a hockey game. Damn. Sorry. Damn. Sorry. We got to do. Honestly, if this podcast slowly became a fast food podcast. Okay. Or like a restaurant podcast? I could get into that. Laced up a... Critics mm. podcast. I don't, I don't know. You could still do your voice for that one, too. Yes. Hello. Yes. Welcome to... And we could talk movies still. Maybe that's the game for season four. Laced up a critics podcast. Mm. And we'll just talk movies and fucking... Chipotle burritos. So we're gonna play an old game, but I've got um, a new a new quiz for you, and I'm, I'm piggybacking off of someone else. We're gonna play the Care Price game. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, thanks, Sean. We're gonna play the Care Price game. Okay. Okay. So you recall the Care Price game? Yeah. Uh, I give you a quiz yeah, based clues on the shit. number of answers you get right. You get to buy clues off of a, a player's hockey reference page. Yeah. Can we're going to use clue? we're going to use one one quiz for three different players, and regardless of your score, you're going to get that score for all three guys. Okay. Okay. Instead of me giving you different quizzes for different guys, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So I've got a twenty question quiz from the Athletic by our guy Sean McIndoe mm-hmm. of the Athletic, and there are of course only twelve categories in the Carey Price game, so there's the chance here that you could. Walk away having every category under your belt for all three guys. But we'll see. With the Seattle Kraken joining the league, for season four, we are going to have a brand new team. So I feel it's only fitting to end season three with an expansion draft quiz. I thought you were saying. I thought we were going to say we're renaming the podcast to Thirty Two Thoughts. Mm. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, let's get ahead of the curve. Thirty Three Thoughts. You know, just just predict. You know, be be prepared. But, I I loved when that came out, and he's like Thirty Thoughts. I'm like, that's a really cool concept. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's not always about each team kind of thing, but it's like that's cool. Like that that's a neat gimmick. And he just, he just, he's getting fucked by that gimmick. Like, oh yeah, it's such a shame. He's got a podcast and a blog that he has to constantly change the name of. 
Oh, yeah. It's fucking shitty. Yeah. So if, if you're ready, yeah. I'll begin. I think so. I've got three players for the quiz, but first we got 20 questions for Brutes. Okay. okay. Question one. The NHL's first ever expansion draft was held in 1967. The league doubled its size after 25 years of the original six era. How many players did each of the existing teams lose in the draft? 5, 10, 15, or 20? They each lost that number of players? We went from 6 Five, to 12. 10, 15, or 20. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I'll go 10. Okay. We'll go 10. The 1967 draft began with two rounds of goalie picks. And the first three selections were all players who went on to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Of the following picks, which was not drafted? Glenn Hall, Jacques Plante, Terry Sawchuk, Bernie Perron. Bernie Perron. Okay, Bernie Perron. Besides those first three goalies from 67, only two other players taken in the 20-round draft went on to be inducted into the Hall of Fame as a player. One was defenseman Leo Boyvin. Nice. Thunder Bay. Who was the other taken in the 19th round? Was it Andy Bathgate, Dickie Moore, Alan Stanley, or Roger Vachon? And they were inducted into the Hall of Fame? Yep. All four of those guys are in the Hall of Fame? I, I think so. But regardless, one of them was taken in the 19th round of this. I have, hard, I have a hard time believing Alan Stanley's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Dickie Moore, Andy Bathgate, and who? Stanley and Roger Vachon. He's in the Hall of Fame for sure. Was taken in the was taken in round. the expansion draft. I don't think it's Bathgate. I don't think it's Dickie Moore. I'm going to say it's Roger Vachon. Who was the first pick in the 1970 expansion draft between the Canucks and Sabres? Oh, sorry, how was oh, like it? like this is chrono- chronological, nice. Sorry, how was the first pick in the 70 expansion draft between the Canucks and Sabres t- determined? Was it by coin flip, sealed bid auction, roulette wheel, or rock, paper, scissors? So sealed bid auction seems like that would be the most fucking... Like, that that would make the most sense to me. So there's no way that's what it was. Uh, what was it? So you said coin flip was the first one? Yeah. Or roll the dice? Roll that wheel and rock, paper, scissors. So I think he threw rock, paper, scissors in for like someone to be like, oh, that sounds like that would be insane. Hmm. But maybe that's what it is. So there's coin flip and... What's the third one? Roulette wheel. Yeah, I'll go roulette wheel. Okay. Which future LA Kings head coach was taken by the Sabres with the first pick of the 1970 (laughs) expansion draft? 
Was it Mike Murphy, Daryl Sutter, Tom Webster, or Bob Barry? Good lord. Who the fuck? <laughs> they all coached the Kings? Like, what the fuck? They did. Um, I don't know. Bob Barry. Okay. In 1972, the NHL expanded again, welcoming the Islanders and Atlanta Flames. Which key member of their 1980s dynasty did the Islanders select during the 72 expansion draft? Was it Dennis Potvin, Clark Gillies, John Tonnelly, Billy Smith, or all of the above? The Islanders selected? Yep. Selected them in an expansion draft or in an yep. entry draft? Expansion draft. Potvin, Gillies, Tonelli, or Billy Smith, or all of the above? I don't think any of them played anywhere before that other than Billy Smith. Hmm. So I'll, I'll go Billy Smith. Okay. Like, I, like I, I'm fairly confident Tonelli was a career Islander until after the Islanders. Uh, maybe Gillies, but... Who's the first one? Potvin. Potvin. He never played anywhere before the Islanders. I don't think. I'm. I'm, I'm going the. Uh, I'm, I'm the going first overall pick. Yeah, I'm going yep. a fucking. I'm going Billy Smith. Okay. Uh, the Flames wouldn't win a cup until 1989, after they'd moved to Calgary. One important name from that cup-winning team was picked in the 1972 expansion draft, but he was taken by the Islanders. Who was he? I don't know. It makes me want a Harvey's burger, though. That's all I know. I, I would hope so. Was it forward Lanny McDonald? Was it head coach Terry Crisp? <laughs> was it assistant coach Doug Risenborough? Or was it trainer Jim Bearcat Murray? I'm going Lanny McDonald. Okay. It's an interesting list of options. The less said about the 1974 expansion draft, the better. <laughs> the NHL. <laughs> Fucking Sean. That's awesome. The NHL had already added 10 new teams in seven years, and the World Hockey Association was regularly luring players away. With the talent pool diluted as never before, the Washington Capitals and Kansas City Scouts didn't have much to choose from. In fact, only one of the 48 players chosen in the draft would go on to score more than 60 goals in the NHL. Who was it? Simon Nolet? Yvonne Labre, Gary Cruteau, Dennis Dupre, or none of these are real players, you made them up. Yeah, the last thing. Mm. I don't believe any of those are real guys. Okay. I know he's not the type that would ever put something like that in a quiz and actually mean it, but I, th- I think he did in this... In this. Okay. The, who, what were the first two names again? Simon Nolet, Yvonne Labre... Gary Yvonne, Yvonne LeBray is maybe a guy. Or Dennis Dupre. I'm still saying they're not real, but okay. that's maybe a guy, that second one. Okay. Uh, depending on what source you rely on, there's some dispute over whether the 79 edition of the Whalers, Oilers, Jets, and Nordiques was technically an expansion. The four teams weren't new, but rather were World Hockey Association teams who were absorbed after the league went belly up. Still, the NHL kept things complicated by welcoming the new teams with a series of dispersals, 
Reclamations, and finally, a quasi-expansion draft. Which legendary star was one of the players taken in that 1979 expansion draft? Was it Gordy Howe, Bobby Hull, Dave Keon, Wayne Gretzky, or all of the above? Um, Regis, I will go with all of the above. Final answer. Okay. Do, do, do. Except we don't find out. Uh, the 1991 Sharks expansion draft was weird for several reasons. Not the least of which it was that it was also included an existing team. The Minnesota North Stars lost half their roster to the incoming Sharks because of an ownership swap and then drafted replacements as part of the expansion draft. The good news is that the North Stars landed a Hall of Famer with their last pick the bad news is that he was literally a Hall of Famer, as in he had already been inducted into the Hall of Fame and was no longer an active player. That's the fun- That might be one of the funniest hockey things I've ever heard. Okay. Who did the North Stars take with their last pick in the draft, despite the minor detail that he had already retired? Was it Guy Lafleur, Bernie Federico, Daryl Sittler, or Marcel Dion? <laughs> what draft? Sorry. 91 expansion for the Sharks. <laughs> uh, sorry. Federico, Lafleur, Sittler, Dion. <laughs> I think it's Guy Lafleur. I'll go. Well. Uh, 91? And he was already in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. See, that seems like a Guy Lafleur thing. But that doesn't make sense to me. Because I don't think he was eligible for the Hall of Fame yet. It's just Lafleur. Lafleur is like one of those guys where he's had a weird few things happen to him. Despite okay. having, you know what I mean? Like, he's sure. had a few, like, there's a few weird facts about his transaction history. So, like, I could see that fitting in. But I think he played until 88, 89-ish. And he wouldn't have been eligible for the Hall of Fame until 93-ish. He wouldn't have been eligible in 91, anyway, if, if he played till when I think he did. So... I could be wrong. It seems like a Lafleur thing, but I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Marcel Dion. Okay. Yeah. In addition to the player the North Stars took in the last question, which other hockey legend appeared on the official list of players available to be drafted in the '91 expansion? Jean Beliveau, Dennis Potvin, Bobby Clark, Ken Dryden, or all of the above? I'll go all of the above. Okay. The Senators certainly made a memorable first impression on the league at the 92 expansion draft by trying to take an ineligible player three times. According to Sports Illustrated, why couldn't the Senators access their list of eligible players? They'd left it in a Montreal bar the night before. Their laptop was dead and nobody had brought a spare battery. 
GM Mel Bridgman spilled his coffee on the list of draft players, or the employee charged with bringing the list had been fired that morning. For which draft? 92. What was the first option? They had left it in a Montreal bar the night before. Yeah, I'll go with that. Okay. So laptop doesn't make sense. Spilling the coffee on the list of players doesn't really make sense. So I'll go, I'll go with the first one. The 1992 rules weren't kind to the new teams, especially when it came to goalies. But they did require each team to expose at least one goaltender with NHL experience. The Capitals wanted to protect all of their goaltenders, so they signed Bernie Wolf in order to meet that requirement. Lightning GM Phil Esposito immediately objected based on what detail. A. Wolf had already announced his in- intention to retire. B. Wolf had suffered a torn ACL in that year's playoffs and would not be able to play that year. C. Wolf was a defenseman who would play goal for only one game as an emergency backup. <laughs> or D. Please be that. Oh my God, please be that. Or D. Wolf had not played in the NHL since the 1970s. That is amazing. For entertainment's sake, I am going uh, the third option. Defenseman who never played goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please, please be that. I think he was a goalie. Like I feel like I've heard that name before, but still. Uh, which team drafted soon-to-be Vesna finalist Darren Pupa from the Maple Leafs in the expansion draft? Was it Tampa Bay, Ottawa, Florida, or Anaheim? Drafted Darren Pupa in the expansion draft? Which team drafted soon-to-be Vesna finalist Darren Pupa from the Leafs in the expansion draft? Tampa Bay, Ottawa, Florida, Anaheim. Sam Bay. Okay. The Ducks used one of their ninety-three picks to take winner Jim Tom to take winger Jim Thompson <coughs> from the Kings. What was notable about the pick? It made Thompson the first player to be picked in an expansion draft in three consecutive years. It was part of a side deal that saw the Ducks agree not to take prospect Rob Blake. The Ducks intended to take NHLer Jim Thompson, but misfiled their pick and ended up with an AHL player of the same name. (laughs) (laughs) Or, upon hearing the pick, Thompson (laughs) announced his retirement before the draft was over. Holy shit, those are all also great options. Okay, so the first in three, or the first guy to do it three years in a row... Isn't that interesting to me? I don't think Sean would put that out there. So, immediately retired. (laughs) They get the wrong player. Or, what was the other one? Uh, Side deal to uh, the the Ducks didn't take Rob Blake. I have a hard time believing that these teams were doing much for side deals back then. So I'm thinking it's either they got the wrong player or he immediately retired. I will go... Hmm. The the AHL player of the same name is almost too specific of an option for it to not be true, is what I'm thinking. 
Hmm. I'll go AHL player of the same name. Okay. Sure. Uh, the NHL changed the rules for the 93 draft, limiting teams to protecting just one goaltender. That left some decent players available at that position. Which of the following goalies was not available to be picked by the Panthers or Ducks in the 93 expansion draft? Dominic Hasek, Olaf Kolzig, John Van Beesbrook, or Curtis Joseph? Was not available? Yeah. In 93? Yep. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go Van Beesbrook. The Predators' best pick in the 1998 expansion draft was probably goalie Thomas Vokun, a 21-year-old prospect with one game of NHL experience who'd go on to win 300. At the time, he wasn't the biggest name amongst Predator goalie picks. <clears throat> Who else did they take in that draft? Was it Mike Richter, Arters Urbe, Sean Burke, or Ron Hextall? Nashville? Yep. Took Mike Richter, Arthur Zerbe, Sean Burke, or Ron Hextall. To my knowledge, none of which have ever played a game for the Nashville Predators. Richter would be interesting because, again, he just played for the Rangers, so it's kind of like if they took him, then he got traded back immediately. Which seems odd. The only one that kind of makes sense to me would be Urbe. So I will go Arthur's Urbe. Okay. I love Arthur's Urbe too. If, if this is a thing I didn't know about Arthur's Urbe, I'm going to be mad because I fucking love him. Alright, there's really no nice way to put it. The list of players taken by the Thrashers in the 99 expansion draft was awful. Of the 23 skaters they selected that day, who went on to record at least 200 points over the rest of their NHL career oh after they were picked? God. Was it Steve Steos, Yannick Tremblay, Terry Yake, Kelly Burkberger, or none of their picks managed 200 points? After the actual selection? Yes. Steos, who was second? Tremblay? Tremblay, Yake, or Bookburger. I don't even None know. None of them did. Yeah, I don't even know who that third person is, so it's, there's no way. Um, I'm going to say none of them did. I, I can't see any way any of those four of them ever recorded 200 points after fucking okay. 1999. Uh, the NHL welcomed Minnesota and Columbus in 2000, marking the last NHL expansion draft that was an actual draft and not just a single team submitting a list of selections. Which 1980s Battle of Alberta star was picked in this draft? Grant Fuhr, Mike Vernon, Theo Fleury, Mark Messier. Can I get a reread on that one? Sorry. Yep. The NHL welcomed Minnesota and Columbus in 2000, marking the last NHL expansion draft that was an actual draft and not just a single team submitting a list of selections. Which 1980s Battle of Alberta star was picked in this draft? Fuhr, Vernon, Fleury, Messier. 
Mike Vernon. Uh, finally, we all remember the Golden Knights becoming instant contenders thanks to their work in 2017. These days, the conventional wisdom seems to be that the Knights did okay in the expansion draft, <laughs> but really built their franchise through fleecing other teams in various side deals. Which of the following players was not actually taken by the Golden Knights in the expansion draft, but rather came over in a trade? Ah, here it is. Was it Flurry, Theodore, Marcheseau, Carlson, or all of the above? Flurry, Theodore, Marcheseau, Carlson. Was not actually taken? But was acquired in a side deal. Interesting, because I, I know for a fact Theodore for sure wasn't taken. Flurry, Theodore, Marshall, Oak Carlson are all of the above. Flurry, I I think was a side deal. I know Theodore was a side deal. Now Marshall is a weird one because I don't know if it was on paper that they took Marshall. And traded them Smith. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say all of the above probably. But the weird one for me, I don't I don't get the William Carlson one though. I thought they just took him. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Columbus making a side deal at all. Um so I, I will say that all of the above, but I'm weirded out about Carlson. I don't know why he would be on that list. Yeah, that that is really weird, right? Like why make them take that guy? To protect who? At the end of the day, they're still the Applebee's of the NHL. Like, why would you do that, right? So. Yeah, here, we'll give you this thing really, really cheap. You're going to love it. Yeah. You know. Except the difference is that that thing doesn't normally turn out to be very good. (sighs) All right. So, my first question to you. Hello. Have you read Sean's book? Not all the way through. I have not. Because some of these are in the book, for sure. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm still in the... Because uh, I know he his book is written... Or at least... Uh, sorry. His book is presented in chronological order. Yes. Um, I am still in the, like, 30s of it. I just, like... It's one of those books where I used to read it on my way to work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. On my commute. And then one week it just didn't make it into my bag when I was like leaving one morning I just never put it back in there and now it is one of the books where I'm like halfway through that's collecting dust uh, there's a few of those there's Robert Gray Smith's uh, novel about how he discovered who the Zodiac Killer was or who he thinks he did uh, and then um, uh, Rob Delaney's book I'm like halfway through I've never finished those three books those okay. are maybe the only three books I've ever read halfway through and not finished, but they are all three of them are sitting in my room right now. Understandable. Um, you went five for twenty. Oh, oh, bah, duh. I felt good about this one too. Yeah. I thought I was doing really well as yeah. time was going on. But... So we will we will recap and then we'll do the uh, the game. But just know that you only have five for all three guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the NHL's first ever expansion draft was held in 67. How many players were uh, selected that, that each team lost? You said 10. The answer was 20. That's crazy, but all right. Cool. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what? I, I guess I was thinking, like, strictly NHL players, but... Hmm. Yeah. My God, that was a bloody mess tonight. Uh, 6-7 draft began with two rounds of goalie picks. First three were all into the Hall of Fame. Which of the following was not drafted with one of those three picks? You, uh, you said Perrant. The answer was Plant. Yeah. Uh, I thought about it afterwards, and I knew it wasn't... Uh, I, yeah, I, I knew what it was after I said that. I knew I got that Sawcheck went first overall. Perrant, at 22 years old, went from the Bruins to the Flyers with the second overall pick. Hall was taken by the Blues. And uh, Perrant signed with the Golden Knights. Uh, Golden Seals, sorry. Oh, the Golden Knights. Uh, wow, you know what? Good pickup. But was that's retired the only pl- at the time of the draft. That's the only so. player the Golden Knights got that I'd ever heard of. So There you go. Uh, aside from those other three who went on to be in the Hall of Fame, aside from Leo Boyvin, you said Roger Vachon. The answer was Andy Bathgate, who was picked by uh, the Rangers from the Penguins. Hmm. Yeah. I knew he was in the Hall of Fame. It just like that was that. Right. Yeah, He's a weird one for sure. Yeah. But I also don't remember him playing for the Penguins. So. The seventy expansion draft between the Canucks and Sabers. The first overall pick was determined by Roulette Wheel, and you got that right. Yeah, that's one of the ones I got right. Cool. The the, the Roulette Wheel, um, which was spun, and then they didn't know what the answer was. <laughs> that's the next show. <laughs> well, that, like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that'd be a weird system, but yeah, yeah. all right. Like, I guess I could see them doing that. Which that's future... what they should do for the fucking draft order from now on. Absolutely. Which future LA Kings head coach was taken by the Sabres in 70? You said Bob Barry. It was Tom Webster. Sure, whatever. Sure. Who, who the yeah. fuck is who? that? Uh, with the Islanders in 72 coming with Atlanta, which key member of the 80s dynasty was selected in, in the expansion draft? You said Billy Smith. That was correct. Yeah. Taken from the Kings. Uh, Flames didn't win a cup until 89. Uh, who was drafted in 72 by the Islanders uh, that was part of that 89 Stanley Cup winning team? You said forward Lenny McDonald, mm-hmm. who of course was on the Leafs when they beat the Islanders in 79. Uh, the answer was head coach Terry Crisp. Mm-hmm. The uh, less said about the 74 Spanish draft, the better. The NHL had already added 10 new teams. Um, the Capitals and Scouts didn't have much to choose from. In fact, only one of the 48 players chosen in the draft would go on to score more than 60 goals in the NHL. Ah, uh, the Capitals. Who, who was it? Nolay, Labre, Croteau, or Dupre? You said none of these players are real, that we made them all up. I have a hockey card of Dennis Dupre. So I can tell you that at least one of them is real. And the answer we were looking for is Gary Cruteau. No. Don't know who that is. Good for him. Yeah. I hope he's doing well. Yeah. Uh, depending on which source you rely on, uh, the uh, WHA expansion is maybe an expansion. We're not sure. But yeah, the four up. teams that uh, were new, uh, the NHL kept things complicated by welcoming the new teams with a series of dispersals, reclamations, and finally a quasi-expansion draft. Which legendary star was one of the players taken in that draft? How Hull, Keon Gretzky, you said all of the above. 
it was Bobby Hall. Taken by who? Um, Hall was a member of the Jets when the WHA folded, and he was reclaimed by the Hawks. He was then left unprotected in the draft and was selected by the Winnipeg Jets in the expansion okay. draft. Okay. So, so when Gordie Howe came back, mm. he, he just signed then. Is that, is that what we're getting at kind of thing? Uh, Howe came over as part of the Houston Astros. Okay, I he think just I just joined. misheard that yeah. question, actually, okay. is, is what was going on. That's the only problem with Sean's quizzes, is the fucking questions are long, and I, like, I, after a while, I just, I don't know, I'm not listening, man. I, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know. Like, the, I knew that they had all been a part of the expansion, hmm. like, season to one degree or another, but. The 91 Sharks, for several reasons, uh, was weird because of uh, the fact that they merged with the Wild, uh, the North Stars, in a weird way, because the ownership... Uh, the good news was that they picked a guy that was a Hall of Famer, as in a Hall of Famer that was literally in the Hall of Fame. Who did the North Stars take with their last pick in the draft? Uh, Lafleur, Federico, Sittler, Dion. You said hey, Dion. You said Dion. The answer was uh, Guy Lafleur. Ah, oh, no. The uh, so. By the Sharks? The North Stars had to pick a Did player. Did you say by the Sharks? No. By the North Stars. From the Sharks? No. So, so, but he never played there, did he? The 91 Sharks expansion draft was weird for several reasons, not the least of which was that it included an existing team. The, the Minnesota North Stars uh... lost half their roster to the Sharks... The good news is that the North Stars landed a Hall of Famer with their last pick. Off the Nordiques, they selected Guy Lafleur, who had recently retired the year before. Yeah. But, yeah. Again, I think I just missed part of that question. He was literally traded back to the Nordiques the day no, after. I, I, I know. I, I misheard that. Mm. that. That's why. like that Because that's why I was, you know, yeah. you know, whatever. In addition to the player the North Stars took in the last question, which other hockey legend appeared in the official list of players available to be drafted? Belleville, Potvin, Clark, Dryden, all of the above. You said all of the above. That's correct. Cool. Uh, The Senators didn't make uh, for a memorable first impression on the league in 92. Uh, As Sports Illustrated reported, why couldn't the Senators access their list of eligible players? Uh, you said they left it in a Montreal bar the night before. The answer was that their laptop was dead and nobody brought a charger. What laptop? It's 1992. Give me a laptop. Mm. What are you talking about? Fucking laptop. Internet yeah. didn't even exist back then. What are you talking about? Well, well it mm. did, but like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, in Fuck that. That's bullshit. In 1992, rules weren't kind to the new team's... The Capitals wanted to protect all of their goaltenders, so they signed Bernie Wolf. Oh, the Capitals. Who the Lightning this is my favorite GM, question. Phil Esposito, immediately objected to based on what detail. You said because Wolf was a defenseman who had played goal for one game as an emergency backup. <laughs> Please. The answer was that Wolf had not played goal since the 1970s. Damn. That is still really cool. That's yeah. still really oh, fucking yeah. cool. He was well retired. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. 
That's it's, that's exactly what I would try to do if I were an NHL general mm-hmm. manager. And that's why in the most recent expansion drafts, there's been like, oh, they have to have had this many games in the last oh, few years, and the they they Wolf really Wolf. thought it out this way yeah. this way. But like, oh man, if I was a GM back in the '90s, I would have I would have pulled so much fucking shit. My God. Which team drafted soon-to-be Vesna finalist Darren Pupa from the Maple Leafs in the expansion draft? You said the Lightning. The answer was the Florida Panthers. Uh, I'm sorry, what? You may remember Pupa's successful early 90s run as the Lightning starter, one that included him being a Vesna finalist in 96, but it was actually the Panthers who nabbed him from the Leafs with the fifth pick in 93. This being the NHL... It was uh, more complicated than that. There was a second part to the 93 draft, one that saw the Sharks, Sens, and Lightning get a crack at taking players from the Ducks and Panthers. What and the Dam- fuck? Tampa Bay used their first pick to swipe Pupa from Florida. That's perverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ducks used their 93 pick to take winger Jim Thompson from the <clears> Kings. <throat> What was notable with the pick? You said that it was the Ducks intended to take Jim Thompson, but misfiled their pick and ended up with the AHL player of the same name. Uh, in fact, it was that it made Thompson the first player to be picked in the expansion draft three years in a row. Oh, that's boring. He was taken by the North Stars 91, the Senators 92, and the Ducks 93. Mm-hmm. Here's the best part. He was picked from Los Angeles all three times. The Kings reacquired him twice, but kept exposing him. You read the next answer. I'm going to look this guy up. I, I, I got to know what the fuck is going on here. All right. I was going to say, because, like, that is not interesting, but the more, you, the more you've the said, yeah. it's like, all they, right. They kept maybe. exposing him. That good for the Kings, I guess? I don't know. Jimmy Thompson. He's from Edmonton. There you go. I'm sure he enjoys Chicago Joes, then. Uh, the NHL changed... played 115 games in National Hockey League, that's yeah, it. All for LA, I'm sure. Oh, he's an enforcer. There's your problem. The NHL changed the rules for the 93 draft, limiting teams to protecting just one goaltender. Which of the following goalies was not available to be picked by the Panthers or Ducks in 93? Hashik, Koljig, Van Beesbrook, or Joseph, you said Van Beesbrook, who was, of course, selected by the Panthers in that draft. So I was a little confused by your, your answer. Uh, Curtis Joseph was the answer. He was the lone protection by the Blues. Uh, Hashik and Kolzig were both available, but neither team took them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, the Predators picked uh, Thomas Moku in 98, um, but at the time he wasn't the biggest name selected. Who else was taken in that draft? Richter, Urbe, Burke, Hextall. You said Richter. The answer. No, I said Urbe. Urbe. The answer was Richter. Oh he my was God. selected by Nashville and uh, flipped right back to the Rangers. All right. Uh, there's really no way, no nice way to put it. The list of players taken by the Thrashers in '99 was awful. Uh, of the 23 players selected, they selected that day. Who went on to record at least 200 points for no the way. rest of their career? Steos, Trombley, Yake, Bookburger, you took no one, no one did, and the answer is no one did. Steve Steos. That was played, the only one where I was like, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm sure of this. Steve Steos played 792 more games since that draft. How many points? No, I, no, I know. How many points do you think he got in those 792 games? Yeah, 
98? You were six points shy. It was 194 points he had since being drafted. So, you were close, but you got it. Six points. 104, you mean? He had 194 points. Total. Since being drafted. And the question was 200 points. He had 194 points after being since, drafted by the Thrashers. Yes. Yeah. He had 194 points in at any point of his National Hockey League career? career? games after being picked, yes. If you would have asked me what I thought his career NHL points was, I would have said maybe 120. That is fucked to me, actually. That's insane. It's 220. That's fucked. Okay. Hey, well, good for him. I don't know. I like him, though. But. Uh, the Minnesota and Columbus in 2000 marked the last NHL uh, draft that was a draft, which uh, Alberta star from the 80s was drafted. Fuhrer, Vernon, Florian Messier. You said Vernon. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Vernon was picked, mm-hmm. but never Threatened played. to retire. Threatened he to traded, retire. traded him back to the Flames. Threatened to retire. Yeah. Yep. I know about that one. Uh, finally, we all remember the Golden Knights becoming instant contenders thanks to their work in 2017 of the following players, which were not actually taken by the Golden Knights in the effect draft, but rather came over in a trade. Flurry, Theodore, Marcius, O'Carlson, all of the above. You said all of the above. The correct answer was Theodore. <laughs> the one I knew for sure. The Ducks, the Ducks sent Theodore to the Knights as part of a trade. Vegas mm-hmm. to take Clayton Stoner's contract off their hands while Flurry Marshall, Owen Carlson each had a side deal attached to their transaction, but were all actually selected at the draft. Cool. Okay. So you get five picks, five clues for the Carey Price game. All right. Fuck me up. Alright, so you get five clues for each of the three players. A raging clue. And all of which were taken in the expansion draft at some point. Fair enough? Yep. Okay. So, player one. You get five clues. You've got position, handedness, last or current team, country, team that drafted, draft position, draft year... Stanley Cup rings, games played, season-high points or wins, most frequently worn jersey number or awards, which is multiple, and you can use that multiple times to uh, accumulate more multiple awards. I'm sorry. I get five for each of them? Yeah. Oh, man, I, was, I thought I got a five total. No. Oh, bro, we're going to be fine. Here. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. So I have no information on these players going in, though. Nope. This could be anything. Um, position. Okay, player one, position, uh, is defense. I'm going to open up a hockey reference page just so I see what I'm getting here. Who's, who's a guy? Uh, Keith Carney is going to be my, this is, this is going to be the wow, guy who's like Keith hockey Carney. reference. I'm just going to just see how he's doing. He had a good career. Um... <laughs> Good fucking career. Okay. So I get anything that's listed here. So position, height, weight, uh, handedness. I get, I get their, do I get their birthday? Not really. Doesn't matter. No. no. There's, there's no reason why that would matter. Draft. 
Um, and I get their games played point total. What else? Position headedness, last or current team, country, team that drafted, draft position, draft year, Stanley Cup rings, games played, season high points or wins, most frequently worn jersey number or awards, which you can spend multiple on. I don't know if I'm the only one who's been drinking here tonight. That's a lot of information to take in at once. Mm. Um, okay, so I know that it's a defenseman. I'll get their country. I want the country. Uh, Canada. Let's go most recent team played for. That would be the uh, Calgary Flames. It's an additional question to find out what year that would have been. That's the last currently played team. So, whether they retire or not is up to you to decide. No, but I can't find out when... No. Yeah. Can I get draft year? Uh, not available. <laughs> okay. Canadian? Yep. I got one more thing, eh? Yep. Is there a question I can ask to figure out, like, what era they played in, really? Not really. Like no. what? What? One? No, there's nothing. No, except for like like draft year. But I thought there was a way in this year in this game. Uh, no. Hmm. Okay. Um. No, let's go career total games. Uh, I will go Mark Giordano. That is correct. Yeah. From the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Expansion draft. Okay. There you go. You're one for one. Were all these guys taken in an expansion draft? That's what I said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So player oh, Fuck. Jesus Christ. I should have listened to that part of it. Player two. Uh, you get five guesses as well based on your work in the uh, Sean McIndoe expansion quiz. Uh, position. It's always going to be the number one, probably. All right. According to Hockey Reference, they are a left winger. Okay. Um, <laughs> draft year? Uh, 2005. Country? Canada. So a left winger drafted in 2005 that's been picked by an expansion team. <laughs> Literally only, like there's actually one name that's coming to mind already. What would help me to determine? Can I get draft team? Dallas. I would like to solve the puzzle. Well, no, let's just be sure here, maybe. Uh, what would what would nail it down here? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just... I can get height and weight, can't I? No. No? Can I get handedness? Yes. 
left. I would like to solve the puzzle. Sure. I will go James Neal. Yes. Yes. Alright, you're uh, two for three. There's one left. You've already won, but... Sure. For fun. Uh, position, please. Goalie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> draft year. 1991. Mmm. Spicy. Country. Games played. 254. Draft team? The New York Islanders. Mmm. Maybe not who I think it is then. And that was my five. That's right. We'll get it. Um. I'll go, uh, I'll go Damian Rhodes. It doesn't really make sense to me, but it kind of does. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. Uh, no. Okay. We're looking for noodles. Oh! Damian McLennan. Never, never would have realized. And I knew he was. I just, I never would have realized he was an Islander pick was the thing. Okay. There, but, yeah, okay. Uh, cool. Happy birthday a week ago. Happy birthday, noodles. Yeah, happy happy belated to uh, Sidney Crosby, Crosby yeah, absolutely. And then to uh, to end the season, I guess we'll do some birthdays here. It's August eighth, uh, birthday birthdays. Uh, wow, fuck a few good ones here. Holy shit, what a way to end the season. Um, happy. I do the math here in my head. Uh, 84th birthday to Dustin Hoffman. Wow. It's Dustin Hoffman's fucking birthday today, first off. Uh, happy birthday, Keith Carradine. He turns... Uh, i got to do the math on all these. I don't know. He turns uh, 70-something. Uh, <laughs> 72 uh, today. Uh, the Edge. Mm. From uh, from U two turns fifty turns sixty two sixty one turns sixty one yeah. today. Makes sense. That's crazy. Uh, the goat, in my opinion, Roger Federer. Today is forty. Sure. Time comes for us all. Am I right? Uh, Richard Richard Anderson. Uh, you know uh, who. Uh, Richard Anderson. Yeah, uh, ninety-five today. Um, uh, looks like it fades off pretty quick after about after that. I don't really know if I know anyone here. Um, yeah, not 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 much beyond that, perhaps. But uh, but happy birthday mm-hmm. to our friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, uh, actually, no. Here's a good one. Uh, Sean Mendez turns twenty-two today. Um. All right, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that was everyone. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman, though, that's crazy. Every once in a while, you're gonna you're gonna check the birthday, yeah, and it's gonna you're cool. gonna have yeah. someone eventually. Yeah. So, uh, after all those weeks of being disappointed, 
uh, at least Jennifer Lopez and Dustin Hoffman have had birthdays Whoa. for us. So uh, it's been another great season. Uh, yeah, laced up, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess we'll see you in season four. That's the plan, as we've mentioned. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, the fall is going to be an interesting time for both of us. It's 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 going to be weird. So so we may be at a point where we do every two weeks or something. Um, you know, I, I don't think that's going to be a regular thing, but there might be a couple weeks where we just kind of go without an episode, and uh, that's where we're at. You know, we might be doing some over Zoom instead of in person. We might be doing, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah we might, we might be doing a guest host here and there. Like it, it, there, there may be a few weeks where it's not the both of us. We're we're gonna find a way to make it work for sure, and it's, um, you know. I'm sure you're sitting there thinking, like, well, what's so hard about it? And it's like, well, yeah, like, it's I, I, it's not that hard, but at the end of the day, you know, it's still, it still takes uh, probably ten hours out of each of our weeks to kind of make this happen, and, and that's the biggest thing to understand, so, um, you know, we're, uh, it's going to keep happening, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those things. You guys are all patient. We understand that. And, uh, you know, I've, I've never heard of where the fuck is the episode sort of comment other than the people who just really want to, really want to hear it. Yeah, you know, it's never out of, uh, it's never out of anger. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can. We'll make it work. And be sure to keep your eye on any future Ugh. garments that might catch your eye at any thrift stores. Or pawn shops. And signing off for season three. Mm-hmm. Buttons Bataglia. No, no, no. Yeah, fuck, I fucked up. Buttons Bedazzlia. There it is. My guy. Nobody else's. Uh, James Full. We'll uh, see you next season. Yeah, it should be good. Our season four premiere will be a live episode from Del Taco, hopefully, in uh, wow, Seattle. see you there so. in Seattle. Yeah. We'll see you there if they have one, hopefully. Cool. Anyway, goodbye. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. Get me out of here! Here, just eat that! Leave us alone!